Sonic Free Riders has has ruined my life. That that that's it. This this is the worst game I have ever played. Nothing in my life is the same anymore. Music doesn't sound the same. Food food doesn't taste like anything anymore. No! 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 You don't get to go anywhere! Come here! Sit the f down! And listen to me rant for 10 minutes about this gundam game! Oh no! There aren't gonna be any parodies in this review! We're not gonna have a fun old goofy time! Oh no! Playtime is over! If I had to put up with this sh you have to put up with this sh And if I see one more, just one more gundam reviewer compare this to the sacred hoverboard from Back to the Future, I will fight you on the side of the street! Alright everyone, welcome back to episode 133 of Gundam at MAHQ. This is one of your hosts, Neo, and joining me always is Solbro and Chris. Guys, say hello. What's up, gang? How y'all doing tonight? Prepare. Yo. Oh, <laughs> yo, yes. Alright. How are you guys doing? Ready for some uh, good uh, fantasy robot stuff tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's the do brawling. And the, the brawling. brawling. <laughs> and in this episode, we're going to be doing two topics. I think one might be extended by the terms of the Geneva Convention for extended episodes. And one may be hitting right at that point. So probably think one episode, 29 minutes, 45 seconds, maybe 47. Next one, definitely 31 minutes, uh, 12 seconds. So, And in this episode... Uh, our two topics are going to be uh, our continuing reviews as they come out of Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. And this one we're going to be doing uh, Volume 3 uh, entitled Rumba Raw. Oh, yeah. This is no this is no manga, boy. <laughs> this is no biz manga, boy. This is this is this has got no cheap newsprint paper print no no cheap paper. <laughs> and then the next one, their next topic, will be going back and probably our well our final uh, visit to the Transformers Prime uh, universe with Transformers Prime Beast Hunters Predacons Rising. The I guess it was was it a direct? I know it was a direct to video, but was it like simulcast on the hub during the during the uh, the, the week of the release? Do you guys know? It was. Okay. It was, mm -hmm. As so, well as, of course, on the usual uh, Back Up the Methods Network. Oh, it's <laughs> me yeah, the Methods Network. But I, I, I'm a cable subscriber, so I got to see it on, on the hub. Same here. Without, without having to go through the Methods Network. I bought it, so I, I'm good. But, um, yes, yeah, so we'll be doing a review on that. One last visit to the Transformers Prime Universe. So uh, definitely get some good stuff there. <laughs> 
now I'm slowly sauntering over, slowly going over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio. You are the king. You are the king. I just, uh, I just gave a big bump on my big picture in here of, of uh, Lord King because that's, what you, <laughs> you know, you know when when uh, football teams they like go out, you know, prepare to win, they hit like a rock or something. I, I do a little hand slap to uh, Lord King to give me the ability to give you the news that I do, and uh, coming to you from the Larry King Memorial Newsroom, it's uh, some Neos listeners submitted news articles and always you can submit those in the neos listeners news articles thread in the gundam section of the old mecha talk forum so uh the first one here comes from silver august and soul bro hit it this is a double this is a survey news alert oh. double whammy edition oh shit <laughs> michael bay <laughs> michael bay oh my god that's bullshit what the here you go. The first one here comes from Sabertron.com, and it says right here, the uh, Transformers age of the exi- uh, of its extinction to all childhoods. The movie next year, Sir Bates Classic, is going to showcase the mother of all bombs. Yes, it says here, quote, Michael Bay and his pyrotechnics team, which is uh, Team America, uh, are at it again. During, the, uh, during one of the days of filming, they utilized the, quote, the mother of all bombs in Chicago. So if uh, Chicago's not there anymore, <laughs> we, we know why. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, coming from this, uh, the Chicago Tribune, they said here, the Transformers Age of Extinction director and his crew are scheduled to wrap up in Chicago and not before one of the one sources uh, called the mother of all bombs. They said the explosion will take place on a Wednesday afternoon around the silos of St. Damon Avenue and West 29th Street in the Pilsen area. This is the same site where Transformers recently blew up a bridge. Yes! While at the same time setting off an impressive fireball. Oh my god, this is god amazing. Dang. And always... Uh, Transformers, the age of extinction of childhoods, will be coming to theaters, the new survey classic, June 27th, 2014. <laughs> market, market all. Oh my God, I'm just I'm shaking here. Michael Bay. And then following up on Mr. Silver August's double whammy edition, I've had some sugar, so I'm probably sounding like I'm going crazy here. It says that <laughs> there's some new details covering the new car, Optimus Prime's redesign, and some of the uh, new cars that are going to be in there. So Mr. Silver August has got a, a link to that. So I'd say definitely go in there and check that out because we need to support this movie. Hey, we don't really because we know it's going to make $2 billion. But hey, <laughs> what, what do we know? Thank you, Mr. Silver August, for your surveys, news alert, double whammy. And uh, spell check the next time because uh, you say survey news alert. It's, there's an E buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Grammar Nazi. Uh, <laughs> next one here comes from uh, Rodimus76, and he's got a link here to the Gink Tyrant. And he said that there's, I don't know, you guys might know about this. I don't really know, but it, there's supposedly, says here, quote, an incredibly badass sci-fi concept video called uh, K-Lloyd. And I guess it's a little short uh, directed by a guy named J.J. Palamo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's I guess it's one of these things where somebody did a short and they're probably looking to see if they can get some uh, investors or something like that. I don't know. Do you guys know anything about this? No, I haven't seen it. It looks like they're pulling an old Neil Blomkamp right here. Doing with, something. Uh, with their approach. That's pretty cool. Yeah, doing something. So uh, thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. And the next one here. Up, oh, Soul Bro, Robot Apocalypse News. Oh, shit. You son of a bitch. Oh, my God. 
and it's coming from DARPA. <gasps> oh my oh. God! Yep, they've they've created a 16 mile per hour un- untethered running death bot. Yep, this is coming from the Geek Logie. Wow. And it comes after you, and it will track you down. Uh, this this is um, the companion to DARPA's Cheetah that was a 28-mile-per-hour robot uh, that was tethered to a treadmill. Now they have this. It's called the Wild Cat. 16 miles per hour. It's going to run free, and as long as the onboard motor will allow, they'll probably give it a nuclear power pack or something like that. So, uh, yeah, this is um, this is not good. This is where it all starts. Thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Uh, next one here comes from Mecton GM mm-hmm. and uh, he's got it originally it looks like he had uh, a tra- uh, trailer to the new the first footage movie footage for the new Godzilla movie coming mm-hmm. out but it says here the trailer has been pulled and now there's just some good screenshots so uh, definitely check that out we'll be giving you some more stuff out when that comes in yes it's not robots but there is Mecha Godzilla in the universe so yeah you know what you know what you're right man that trailer is pretty impressive too man there's yeah. an unbelievable well I wouldn't say unbelievable there's a lot of carnage in that trailer just the, like the aftermath of all the damage that Godzilla does is 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 pretty impressive man I'm looking forward to seeing this movie and the way that things are going on with the cleanup with that nuclear reactor in Japan we'll probably be seeing this in a few years anyways God damn so. it. <laughs> yeah you do it uh, uh, <laughs> thank you Mr. Mecton GM for your submission oh he got beat Ben oh. got beat the war between him and Mulafaga the battle for Queensland is going to keep continuing <laughs> Mulafaga upped him on this one. And Mulafaga's got a great little, um, he's got a link here to the, the Shirtroid website. And he's, and well, look at a little Australian humor. He goes, What do Jaeger pilots much for breakfast? Dangeros. And there's a little shirt that's got a, a Jaeger eating uh, Dangeros. And it looks like you have a, you got marshmallow, um, uh, Idris Elba and things like that. So. <laughs> Definitely, definitely a, a, a shirt that will, uh, will will cause a little uh, looks at your next party there. So thank you, Mr. Mulafaga, and you you've one upped uh, your your uh, Australian nemesis, Vent Noir. Next one here comes from Rodimus seventy six. Oh my God, are you sitting down, Solbro? I am. Are you standing up, Chris? I'm sitting down, but I can stand up and then sit down again. There you go. <laughs> Rodimus seventy six here has a link to the Otaku mode, and guess what, Solbro? Are you still sitting down? I am. There's going to be a live action Pat Labor 12 episode miniseries that's been greenlit for 2014 with, of course, a movie to be released in 2015. And now I I just fell out of my chair. Didn't we already talk about this before? Yes. Yes. But this is more. This is. I'm going to give you a little bit more uh, news here. The 12 episodes. Uh, spanning seven chapters will be screened in theaters starting April of 2014, and then the movie is going to be in 2015. I know we've talked about this before, but I don't think we had any real um, concrete like details of when we might start seeing this. So, gosh, J. Joe Maguanche, always oh, on my, always oh, on my ass. Pocket, where's those pictures of Spider-Man? What do I pay you for? Get out of here! You're fired. But get me you those pictures. You always want pictures of Doctor Spidey Puss. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> Always on me. Thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from, this comes from uh, Gundam Type Zero, and he's got a link to the Anime News Network. And I know we've talked about this before, and I, have you guys checked it out yet or not, uh, about Gundam Bill Fighters streaming in North America? Uh, it says here it's going to be uh, streaming in, in the United States and Canada as it airs in Japan. Uh, um, it started this past week on the 7th. 
and uh, they do have a link down there about some uh, some of the scheduling times. And um, I don't know, have you guys checked that out, or have you been watching on? I, the I would hope channel? that I checked it out since there's a review on MHQ. There oh. you go, there you go. And I watched the intro so far. I'm waiting until there's about a, a good a good bunch of episodes before I sit down and watch it. But this is unbelievable news, man. We we doubted it, but uh, it finally came to pass. Uh, ben, uh, Bandai or or Sunrise more uh, more so. Um, they finally allowed for an actual um well, airing gun series to to it's, to air it's well, no. just the first week so no no it's, it's, episode two episode two posted yesterday so oh, um, I, I so, know, so but just give them some time because i'm sure episode three will be with like russian language or something like that there you that. go there you go yeah. and we're back in the saddle but no <laughs> I, I i think it's cool and i hope they keep it up and uh and, and it's finally good to be able to support the show legitimately as it airs in japan so thank you very much ben, uh sunrise it's uh it's it's awesome that you've done this. You've had a hair fast, so bro. Thanks, it's cool. Thank Speaking you. of which, um, they do, of course, like Gundam Info also have Double O streaming for free, and I have not confirmed this, but I have heard that they have removed only two years later the region restrictions on age, so oh. everyone can see how bad it is. Oh Yay. no way! So wow, it can suffer like we had to. So, so yes. join join the misery. <laughs> <laughs> Commiserate. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, thank you, Soul Bro. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mr. Gunna Type Zero, for your submission. Next one here comes from Mobius Diablo. And I haven't really checked this because I haven't been able to go to a Barnes & Noble in a while. But there's uh, Tamashi Nations figures and Gunpla now at Barnes & Nobles, it says here. Uh, and it looks like uh, this is something that doesn't say what stores or, or what part of the country this is but i don't know have you guys seen this um i don't have a barnes and nobles near me anymore oh really i, yeah, the, I, the I actually have one up the street here it looks like uh endless waltz uh the epion unicorn gundam uh the Death Scythe Hell Custom, and I can't see what the other one is there. But, yeah, I was just wondering. So, um, yeah, I'll have to check it out because there's one here by in Huntington Beach. So. If I can bring out the minibus on this, though. Oh, 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 oh. Minibus. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Lest everyone think that this is the sign of the uh, the return of Jesus Gundam. <laughs> it's not. Don't Don't kid yourself. Don't go thinking it's more than what it is because this is just a small scale effort with Bluefin distribution. This is not Bandai. This is not the return of the old days. Mm-hmm. Probably, a, probably a test. See if we can get something. They, okay. All right. That's um, not a problem. So uh, thank you, Chris, for uh, the, the mini bus there. The straight that, talk short bus. That drive by, man. <laughs> I thought the straight talk short bus was still out there in D.C., but I guess you got it back. Oh. <laughs> so, Thank you, uh, Mr. Mobius Diablo, for your submission. Um, oh, my God. And he comes back, Mobius Diablo, and he's... Oh, man. Oh. He's got a link, and it's going to be one of our robot overlords. Indeed. Yes. A Hatsune Miko figure oh, that you can geez. pull order. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. You can't kill her, man. You can't do it. No. We, more- we wish We wish we could. But we can't. So um, thank you, Mr. Mobius Diablo, for really giving us 
a swift kick on the robot apocalypse there. Thank you. And segueing into something that goes with robot apocalypse that is going to be a sequel to one of the tomes, mm-hmm. Rodimus76 here has a uh, link. I guess it's saying that... Um, <laughs> possibly. I don't know. So uh, I guess there's some talk now that good old Harrison Ford, you know him as such things as Indiana Jones, Mumble Mouth, and um, Han Solo. There's a possibility here it's talking there might be a, a, a sequel to this. Chris, do uh, you have any news on this? Because I know you're a big Blade Runner fan. So, uh, Please, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a request, <laughs> not so, news. So, so have y'all given up on Harrison Ford? I mean, the man is the man has brought us so many great. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about Harrison Ford. I'm talking oh. about oh the sequel, sequels the sequel. of things thirty years after the fact that are unnecessary, and also specifically Ridley Scott. Yeah, because <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. <laughs> I'm not. I haven't forgotten about Prometheus, which is a god awful movie. So you're saying he should stick with a uh, crime drama then, like American Gangster and uh, and and The Counselor I, then? I, I think Ridley Scott should stay far away from doing sequels to good movies he directed 30 years ago. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's all kind of hyperbole and speculation right now. Some things that Harrison Ford's mentioned. I guess he said in passing. He's talked with Ridley Scott about it. Nothing to get all crazy about, but uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Chris made his intentions. <laughs> <laughs> he read the right act. <laughs> oh, well, here's God. the thing. If Prometheus had been a good movie, then I'd be like, yeah, cool, let's do this. But yeah. since it was a god-awful movie, damn, no. God, that movie wasn't that bad. Yes, it was. Damn. Yes, it was. That's oh, a horrible movie. We need to sit down and talk about that one day. Uh, I no, we don't, because it's a horrible movie. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about watching it again. I'm just talking about talk about it. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even want to refresh my memory on it. Damn. It's just that bad. Damn, man, it's like you 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 endured trauma. Well, maybe in his in his no, I just yeah. I just I just expected a good movie and got yeah. a bad one. Hey man, it's it's not Alien Three bad. That's all I know. That's all I know. No, Alien Three is a much better movie. Oh wow! Oh oh oh! Wow! Oh. Okay. God dang it! I'm holding my tongue. We're stopping here. I'm gonna hold my I'm, tongue. I need to get through some news. <laughs> all right, go for it, sir. All right. <laughs> Next one here comes from Gundam Type Zero, and if this is true, then I'm going to be dancing the dance myself. Mm-hmm. U.S. military commissions Iron Man type suit. Oh my God! What? Oh, this. Is, I guess there's. Um, uh, it's saying here the technology of Iron Man is getting a step closer to reality thanks to the United States military. Hell yeah! Uh, the Army has commissioned a tactical assault light operator suit, which would. Provide the wearer with superhuman abilities like night vision, enhanced strength, and protection from gunfire. Oh my God! Each uh, suit will have an onboard computer that will instantly be uh, respond to certain situations. Provide the user with enhanced situational awareness. According to a press release, the suit may use liquid armor currently under development at MIT, which has the ability to transform from liquid to a solid in milliseconds when a magnetic field or electric current is applied. Wow, this is too cool. But let's remember this will be dumb. this will be built by the lowest bidder. So <laughs> <laughs> So It doesn't bode well for our soldiers then. <laughs> no, no, it will. No, it will. Um but yeah, this is just really effing cool if this is the uh 
the thing it says um, it's going to respond to body's core temperature, skin temperature, heart rate, hydration levels. Um, also provide basic uh, support such as heat, air, life support such as heat, air, and oxygen. Oh my God, this is too cool. Man, this is way too cool. I can't I'd love to audit that. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Gundam Type Zero, for your submission. Oh God, I can't even believe this. Uh-huh. Uh, I well, we have a new poster here, Vinny Avenue. I don't know where that. Do, do you guys know where Vinny Avenue is? Is that uh, is that by uh, um, by uh, Alphonse Lane or something? There you Vinny go. Avenue and Al and uh, Alphonse Lane, and right next to Danny the Street. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder if there's any good Italian restaurants on Vinny Avenue. Mm-hmm. Oh no, but it says here the French. We know the French. Uh, good old France says they've called for the band of lethal autonomous robots. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. Someone's been reading the tomes. Oh, well, you know, he provides here a pay, uh, translation from page seven of the PDF link. So I don't I'm just going by Mr. Vinny Avenue's uh, translation here because uh, unfortunately I don't read French. Mm. It says uh, we must look to the future and address its challenges. An important debate has emerged in recent months on the issue of lethal autonomous robots, codenamed Lars. Oh, kind of like Lars Auer. Um, this is a key debate as it raises uh, the fundamental question of the place of man and the decision to use lethal force. It is also a difficult debate as it highlights many ethical, legal, and technical issues. It covers technologies which are not yet fully developed and which are dual use. The terms of the state debate needs to be clarified to be useful and allow progress. This discussion needs to be held in an appropriate disarmament forum, combining the necessary military, legal, and technical expe- expertise and all the states concerned. Oh, it sounds like the mission statement of the Human Defense League. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Vinny Avenue, for your submission. Nice. Oh, cue it, soul bro. Oh. Serpe News Lord. Michael Bay. Nice. I guess there is pictures here, and this is coming from Rodimus76, and it's coming from the Mecha Guy blog, and there are some new images of Transformers 4 leader class Optimus Prime. Hmm. And uh, yeah, ooh, look at that in vehicle mode with all them flames. He's so flamey. And uh, wow, it looks pretty cool. I mean, I don't collect any of this stuff, but it looks pretty cool. So, uh, but yeah, check that out, and always remember the uh, Transformers 4, the age of extinction of all childhoods, is going to be shown uh, next year at this time. So thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Ooh, next one here comes from Flame X and uh, Garganti. You guys remember that show? Oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we, we did it. We did. Uh, it says here, off the Anime News Network, that the official Twitter account and website for Garganti on the Verterous Planet anime series has announced that production on a sequel has been greenlit, and there's going to be more uh, details added to the website in the future. So uh, how do you guys feel about that? I'm excited, man. I can't wait to watch that sequel, man. Holy shit. I saw that news this week, and I flipped, man. It was good stuff. What about you, Chris? I'm down. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> <laughs> and X has got some dead guy news to follow up with some sequel news. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It looks like uh, Turn A Gundam's, the voice of Turn A Gundam's Chronicle Asher has passed away. Actually, actually, uh, Victory Gundam. Oh, Victory Gundam. I'm sorry. Why am I saying Turn A Gundam? Why, that, why? Uh, that V looks like an yeah. upside down. Looks- yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, they got you. <laughs> hey, he's only 50 years old. Yeah, he's, uh, he was a stage actor, voice actor, Tomoyuki Dan. He passed away on October 10th uh, during uh, due to reoccurring aortic dissection. So that doesn't Damn. sound good. So he's uh, known at... He di- oh, 
He dubbed Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne and Batman character in the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you get character from that? Where's the bomb? <laughs> Hey, he was, was only. <laughs> now I gotta hear that. I gotta look that up on YouTube and hear how he sounded. He but um, Chronicle mm-hmm. Asher and Victory Gundam. Oh yeah. Kasumi Hogagashi and Naruto Shippuden. Orihara Sensei and Air Gear. Oh, he was that guy. Okay. Wow. And some of his final rule, roles this year were Ishikawa and the Ghosts in Ghosts in the Shell Arise and Kojiro Honda in uh, Daybreak Illusion. So uh, man, that stinks. Young guy. So yep. and they got to go in now. Now they have to replace him in um, Arise for the rest of the the run of that series, unless he's already well, done the voice for all the episodes. Then they might have. It's only four yeah, episodes. It's only four episodes. Yeah, they probably already did them all in succession. But yeah, man, I, I'm sad to hear that, man. I, I the only but I, I know some of his roles, but Chronicle Asher, man, one of the worst loser villains ever, man. God, that guy. But but yet one of the funniest deaths ever. Oh yes. Oh yes, uh, a death full of hilarity. Oh man, and something you could sit back and re- rewind and watch all the time. Kind of like the little girl's head, and uh, it gets her head blown off in a day. Jesus! <laughs> but uh, thank you for your submission there, uh, Flame X. Next one here comes from Rodimus seventy six, and this is Robot Apocalypse News. And this segues, remember, was it last episode or maybe the episode before that? The, the Germans are making a robot that's going to serve us drinks to trick us into killing us. Well, this is even more devastating because this is going to affect more people. There's now a coffee brewing robot. Yes. He's going to brew, ro- he's going to brew coffee for us, and it's probably going to be death copy coffee. So, um, yeah, this is not good. Hold the tomes. Clutch them all. Thank you, Mr. Rodimus. 76 for your submission. Sign me up, man. I love coffee. Uh, that'd be that'd be my way to go. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to go out, <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. Give me that poison coffee. As long as it tastes good and it's, it's from Juan Valdez, man, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. And, Solbro, we're going to be finishing up with a double dose of some survey news alerts. <laughs> Michael Bay. Oh. This is the way I like doing the news. Because the first one here comes from Philly Gundam Fan. And this is coming from Collider.com. And it says here that Survey, we all know him, he's going to produce and possibly direct a World War II thriller about a group of Norwegian refugee commandos who infiltrate Nazi territory to sabotage Hitler's secret nuclear program. Oh my God, this is just... This is this sounds like some good stuff here from Neil Boscombe's nonfiction book proposal called Sabotage. The full title of it is Sabotage, a genius scientist, his band of young commandos and the mission to kill Hitler's super bomb. And uh, this is that Sir Bay is going to be producing is looking about maybe doing this as a directorial debut. Are you guys excited or what? Just like Chris wants. uh uh, <laughs> um, what's his name? Ridley Scott to stay away from movies he did thirty years ago. I, I kind of want Michael Bay to stay away from World War Two. We've seen enough. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll do it right. I, I don't know, but uh, Pearl Harbor didn't give me much, uh, much, much confidence in the man. So uh, he's gonna, ha- he's gonna have to pick up where he left off on that. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 action scenes in that were good. It was hey, just the other right. parts were not good. But uh, And to finish off, and thank you, Mr. Philly Gundam fan, for that. The last one here goes on the double Sir Bay news alert from Rodimus76. Michael Bay. And not only is Sir Bay looking to do 
World War II thrillers. Now it says here that he wants to direct and finance his own horror film, possibly. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess he's, he's, uh, he's got a little quote here from Sir Bay saying, I have a great fantasy that it will probably make a reality of directing my own self-financed horror movie. I love this genre because the movie is the star. He also mentioned that some of his favorites include The Exorcist and The Shining and says these are movies that will stand the test of time or the tears of time. But um, <laughs> uh, Chris, I know you're a big uh, horror film fan. Are you excited? You know, some might say that all of Bay's movies are horror movies. Oh, burn. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, oh. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> but you know somebody would. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> well, don't worry. Their, their, uh, their childhoods will be killed next year. So. Nice. But uh, on all serious, are, are you good with this or not? Do you, do you think this is something that you would watch? Maybe. Right. I don't really care one way or the other. <laughs> also, don't turn out like the other Platinum Dunes horror movies that have come out. <laughs> but, I mean, he's, he's been wanting to do it for a while. And horror... It's. I mean, you can you can do it for a, a relatively modest budget, man. If you look at the movies that James Wan has done recently, like uh, the Insidious movies and um, was it The Conjuring? You know, those movies. You know, directed for not a lot of money. Um, and then and I don't. I, don't, I just hopefully it doesn't turn out to be like the uh, what's those movies? The uh, Paranormal Activity movies. Oh my God, keep those. <laughs> but as long as it doesn't turn out to be one of those micro budget. Uh, Movies and with Michael Bay, it's not going to be micro budget at all. That man's got money, so he'll if he has to use money out of his own pocket, it's still going to be a decent budget. So I say self finance. Self finance. So you just know what that means. Hey, money out of his own pocket. I, I think I think he'll do all right. I mean, I I I've got some faith in him when it comes to the horror genre. So we'll and see. I have and I lied. There is one last news article, and I, oh. I got to give this because I'm really dedicating this to Chris because I know he's probably excited, probably already has his pre-order going, but good old Nasty Nate here has a link to YouTube for the first gameplay of a video of Dynasty Warriors Gundam 4. And it oh, says, Bear Guy has been revealed. So, Chris, what? it's all up to you, man. It's up to you. You got the pre-order on lock, man. It's over. <laughs> Import. Yes. <laughs> so uh thank you everyone for your submissions and always if you have any news you can go to the neos listener submit news articles thread in the gundam section of the mecha talk forum and now to bring down the show it's time for some soul bro and the hopers and dreamers corner Welcome to the Hopers and Dreamers Corner, gang, with uh, your host, Sober Ryu. Of course, if you want to submit your own hopes and dreams, head on over to mechatalk.net, click on the Gundam form there, find the uh, the thread for the Hopers and Dreamers Corner, and submit yours there, and um, hopefully we'll get to read them on the show very soon. But uh, our first submission is from Die Gundam Lagan, and he writes, I wish the Lantis Recording Company would forgive slash overlook this scandal with Aya Hirano and rehire her so we might be able to have more installments of Haruhi Suzumiya. I have admired uh, Aya Harana for years. Hearing about her getting fired from Lantis was heartbreaking. The reason she did not, the reason she did get fired was because of a scandal involving all of her band bandmates, including her bassist. What? <laughs> Although I don't condone what she did at all. In fact, I also wish she never did it. She's a celeb, and a lot of them get away with stupid things, mostly in America. 
and I know full well that Japan has different values. I also love Haruhi Su Suzumiya and was ultimately looking forward to seeing more. She's a talented seiyu, and I just wish that somehow she would be as active as she once was. Though this is probably not the not be the sorry. Though this probably might might not be the reason why Haruhi is canceled in the anime industry, I still want to see one of my favorite vocalists get through this and continue doing work. Lastly, in and in response to Dalo below, I know that this dream, as well as my others, has an incredibly low chance of being realized. That's <laughs> that's why it's just a hope and a dream. Well, <laughs> you seem very spirited in your hope and dream, Gundam Lagan. And um, I heard about this scandal a little bit. I didn't realize it's because she had uh, something going on with her band. But um, I real I remember hearing that she pretty much told everybody to f off. Or something of that nature. She, you know, pretty much said, you know, I'm, I'm done with the scene. You know, screw the fans. You know, they, I, they need to really lighten up. And she just broke the hell out. So, um, I, I give her props for, you know, speaking her mind because a lot of, a lot of the other women would just, you know, you know, try to recover from this, but she, she just don't care. So <laughs> I give her props. I'm sorry you lost one of your favorite sayus, but, uh, you never know what, what the future might bring. Maybe she'll go into some other foray that you might enjoy. But, uh, fellas, any, any thoughts? No. <laughs> And that silence from Chris says everything. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my God. The silence was so loud. But uh <laughs> I mean, do we always need more of everything? I mean it's it's nice to have more of things that are good, but sometimes it's best to just leave things alone. I mean you already got two seasons of a movie. Just leave it a be. She walked away on top, man. She didn't burn herself out, so props to her, man. Uh you know, I mean, a lot it's of not like she's not working. She's mm -hmm. in show still so oh so is she like doing tv or is she doing other animes i mean she's in fairy tale which is on hiatus now but oh. you know she's got that so oh, okay I, it's, not, it's, it's not like her career's over i i from what i when i read this it made it sound like she just walked away from being a seiyuu period but let's no. see she's still putting in work man that's good shit good shit well um dalo uh adds that he agrees with this but only because he loves haruhi suzumiya however uh if a new show has not been announced yet then um it will most mostly never happen as it seems kyoto animation has moved on to other things and that the japanese market can be add about these shows whatever the standard for japanese idols i'm sure they are not going to just forgive aya horano overnight her career is more or less done Sorry, this dream is never going to happen, no matter how much you hope you want it. Damn, Donald, man, he already knows this. <laughs> Maybe he added that after the fact, but um, I, I don't know. But uh, shout outs to both uh, Die Gundam Lagan and Dalo for uh, the words on uh, Haruhi Suzumiya and the fate of that show. And we'll move on to one more. And it's going to be from uh, Black Comet 1224. And uh, he writes, I hope one day the Western world would get a um ac oh, an ace are fully translated with english and japanese audio and the next gundam show will be gundam beast i think gundam said transform into zoids really <laughs> i guess he, he puts a link here to some fan fiction where it's about gundam beast oh, oh. Boy. oh boy i know that i already 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 hear oh. the fires burning um he he continues to say i also hope that transformers prime will appear in super robot wars one day now that's not a bad one um, I would love to see Master Asia beat the crap out of Megatron <laughs> or Sanger, Zanvo Sanger Zonvolt and Azam versus Star Starscream and Megatron. 
and um yeah uh that's that's a that's a pretty awesome dream plus uh, i would like to see asr come over to the states man i don't think it's going to because that's a lot of legal trouble it's gotta gotta wait its way through before it comes out here but uh, those are those are hopes and dreams that i would i would i wouldn't mind seeing come true fellas okay number one robot game in america <laughs> let's not call transformers damn it <laughs> number two multiple licenses yeah that's, nothing that's... nothing else need be said <laughs> Well, three. He uh, referenced fan fiction. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this Gundam beast, but I hope to never see it. And I know Chris. They, yeah. It's his, it's his waking nightmare to see Zoids and Gundam be crossed over. Man, we already came close enough with Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed uh, Destiny. So no, no. <laughs> Nice try, though, bro. Nice try. And uh, thank you very much, Black Comet1224, for your submission as well. And I turn the mic back over to Neil. All right. Thank you, uh, Soulbro and all the Soulbro's minions for your hopes and dreams. And thank you, Chris, for crushing those. And I, 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 I hear the old, uh, I hear the old-timey radio going. Is there, is there any um, old-timey news drama ready to go? There are, in fact, a few, and the first one comes from your favorite Destiny debater, Jackman025. Oh, wow. Let's see. Let's see how he fails on this. It's your brother. <laughs> yes. So we have, oh, you think darkness is your ally, but you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. <laughs> Bane, huh? <laughs> but of course. <laughs> and our next one comes from Billy Gundam fan, who is going into dark territory here. Oh, as as you'll see, Uwe Boll's fantasy adventure film in the name of the King: A Dungeon Siege Tale stars Jason Statham as Farmer, a simple man from the Kingdom of Ebb, whose goal, as the story begins, is to care for his family. However, when the power-hungry Galleon Ray Liotta invades the kingdom. Farmer must abandon his simple existence in order to rescue his wife, Claire Forlani, and save his king, Burt Reynolds. This film is a cinematic adaptation of the video game Dungeon Siege. Oh my god, I see. I remember hearing an audio clip from that movie on Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, with Burt Reynolds? Yep. Oh my god, he couldn't, he didn't even bother trying to do an English accent. <laughs> Which I. Really? He was just, he was just, I've never seen that movie. He was just talking like Burt Reynolds, he was talking straight. It's like. Burt, that's man. awesome. That's I, awesome. That's cool. I, I I love the fact that he's stuck to being Burt Reynolds, but why cast him in this movie, man? Seriously. Why it's cast over. anybody in this movie? Yeah, why, why is this movie <laughs> even made? <laughs> so why, why allow Uwe Boll to make movies? Oh, my God. I think, he... I think we got one more since our first one was short here, so Go let's that. move on to better territory, territory from Uwe Boll. And this one comes from Saber. Mm. It's Mega Man versus the powerful leaders and fighting forces of Monstropolis, the strange multi-layered land of robot-like humanoids created by the wrongly performed experiments with human beings by Dr. Wily. Mega Man, the chosen defender of the human race, for he dares to single-handedly penetrate Monstropolis's seven separate societies to stop the rapid expansion of strange misrepresentations of humans. Mega Man's goal is monumental. He must infiltrate seven separately heavily guarded empires by himself. He must break down and destroy the following empire leaders. Cutman, Gutsman, Iceman, Bombman, Fireman, Elect Man, and Dr. Wily. 
The action involves Mega Man armed only with laser beam weapons, encountering strangely configured humanoids. They're atop, in, and out of fortified prison-like structures strengthened with thick walls, hidden amid gun turrets embedded in concrete uprights, even in subterranean passages below ice fields. Will you and Mega Man penetrate the seven separate societies of Dr. Wily and preserve the human race? You're in control! <laughs> that's actually awesome. That's pretty awesome. That 8-bit runback. That's, that's a pretty there, nice submission. There you go. There you go. All right. Is that, that it, Chris, on the old-timey news front? That's it for now. All right. Well, thank you, Chris, for that. Thank you, everybody, for submitting to that. And, uh, guys, anything before we go on to our first topic here? I'm ready to go, man. It's time to talk. It's time to, it's time to review, man. Yes. And I'm going to keep people hanging because this is <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. What rich topic will we do first? You're listening to Gundam and MHQ. A jackass. I'm with you, Bob. We talk this out. I don't see a need for that kind of language. Now, if you yeah. go outside right now, I'll no. take both of you. We're going to vote, right Alan. We're not going to fight. We're going to oh. vote. Let's vote. Let's vote, and then we'll fight. What do the Anime Addicts Anonymous hosts think of My Little Pony? If you're a dude older than 12, <laughs> you really should not be watching My Little Pony. And if you are, go eat some chicken wings. Anime. I'd rather watch the Smurfs. Smurfette was hot. Addicts. I'm pretty sure I set a few My Little Ponies on fire when I was like, when I was a child. Anonymous. No, that's cool. I'm just saying that like My Little Ponies burn real nice because they're made of plastic. Podcast. Visit us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes, Facebook, and live from Japan on ustream.tv. You've got the eyes of a soldier. <laughs> well, that takes a lot of guts, boy. Now I'm really impressed with you. Amaro, that your name? Yes, sir. If we should meet in battle, it'll be different. Good luck, Amaro. Uh, right. I see that Gundam Mobile Suit is back. Where exactly did it come from? What? How'd I miss? Good. Your aim is very accurate. Therefore, easy to predict. He's not trying to dodge me. I've only got one shot left. So I'll ditch the beam rifle. That pilot's making some excellent judgments. Tough man. But this is no Zaku, boy. No Zaku. So powerful. That's a pretty good job, Gundam. But you still haven't got me yet. He's coming. I knew it. Why, you're that young kid from the restaurant. Incredible. Well, times have changed, haven't they? Now they're training kids like you to be pilots. Take that! Very impressive. But remember, you couldn't have won this battle through your own strength. You owe it all to the mobile suit's abilities and nothing more. Huh. You're a sore loser. Wait. (laughs) 
I want. I want. I've got to beat that guy. Come back here. I'm not finished with you. Come Welcome back to Gundam. We're going to get into the first of our topics, and that is a review for Vertical's release of Volume 3 of Gundam The Origin. So this volume pretty much picks up with the aftermath of Garma's death and runs all the way through to Ramba's battlefield suicide. So not much to be said about uh, the story because it closely follows what's in the show and compared to the TV show and the movies there are some more minor changes here but I think they're pretty important so I'll get right into those we can comment on that mm-hmm. um, a lot more focus in this volume on Sela. yeah and the whole aspect of you know her trying to get more information about Char and you know, rather than having the rather stupid thing of she steals the Gundam to try to speak to Xeon soldiers, mm-hmm. they have her, you know, infiltrate ca- speaking to the captured Xeon officer and uh, basically just making herself very conspicuous, which um, arouses some of the suspicions, suspicions of the senior officers on the ship and leads to her being interrogated and very publicly uh, being rumored to be a spy for the Xeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another major change is that um, Amaro, in uh, his encounters with Rambaral, they're a bit different. He doesn't have the battlefield fatigue that suddenly pops up randomly in the TV show and in the movie. Right. And instead, we have him just getting a little overconfident, and himself is—he's the himself—is the one who gets the Gundam all messed up rather than Sela. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, justifies Bright's decision to take him off the Gundam a bit more. It sure does. Because he got its leg chopped off, and they don't really have much in the way of spare parts, and they're pretty overburdened as it is with all of their mobile suits since they have so many more in this version. So these minor changes, I think, add to the narrative of, you know, things are just stacked overwhelmingly against the crew of the White Base. They're all in over their heads. They don't know what they're doing, and everything just starts to fall apart. You throw in Amaro running off with the Gundam... All of that stuff, the encounter with Rambaral, pretty much the same, but it just feels a little bit um, more tightly done in this version. So, Sobro, any thoughts on the story and characters of Volume 3? Uh, this is definitely a standout volume. I mean, heck, this volume is... Is this the, is this the biggest volume of the three so far? Yes. Yeah, it's freaking huge, son. I got this in the mail. It's like, man, I could knock somebody out with this book. <laughs> But yeah, um, a lot went on in this book. I mean, you uh, of course you had the uh, the wrap up of the the Garma funeral, and then um, you had the introduction in- introduction of uh, Rambo Raw. But one of the things I was trying to remember if it was in the Viz printing, 
Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what's the little extra chapter with Cassilia and Char in the Viz original print? I don't recall. I'm I don't kind of leaning towards no, and yeah. I don't have the Viz issues anymore to check it, but I'm kind of thinking that maybe no. Listen, I don't if, remember it, but I haven't I haven't read this in a long time. So yeah, it's like it was the only thing besides the very end of the book that seemed brand spanking new to me. And um, it was an interesting chapter to see uh, basically how Kasuya and Shar end up um, aligned because, you know, Kasuya at this point is pretty much putting, to, putting him to task saying, look, I can execute you over uh, <laughs> over letting my brother die. You know, I'm the person who's in charge of um, executing uh, soldiers that don't meet up to their uh, their 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 what they're tasked to do. And, you know, Char's playing like Cool Hand Luke and he has something to trade, which is it's very interesting to see how Char maneuvers because, you know, he always had, you know, he has it in him. But, you know, he's he's a he's a born politician and a and 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 a born con artist. And and to see him at work is 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 absolutely awesome. At the very end, when you realize he already made uh, a kind of a a, a pact or he made uh relations with uh the the locals that are in the jungle um in the in the, the jungles around Jabaro, the uh, the tribes around there that know that he already made contact with them and they know how to get into Jabaro is is makes makes a it just helps to build up uh a bit more of the story of how they're going to eventually infiltrate Jabaro, and i appreciated that chapter for that so um I, I thought that was a pretty nice extra chapter that they added in there maybe it was something they added in the in the printed version of this book um as opposed to when the when the series was being covered by viz and it was uh it was chapter by chapter when it was being serialized in gundam Who knows? it is labeled yeah. as an extra chapter so exactly so yeah. i i really appreciate it that was my favorite part of the book besides the ending um I totally forgot how brutal the siege on White Base was at the very end when Rumbaral has no uh, mechs and he has to take on the, the the White Base with just him and his men on the infantry carrier. That <laughs> just to see people get shot in the head and people's brains—it's—it's it's, I I I was pretty blown by uh, mind blown by that. No pun intended. But uh, just to, just to see how how rugged this guy was and how he just in a brief moment just lost uh his focus because he happened to be reunited with someone who he actually cared about uh, i.e sailor um it's it's a shame when you see him get taken down you know he's a great opponent and you don't want to see Rumble raw you know fail but at the same time you don't want to see the white base crew fail so it's <laughs> you're torn and i love the fact that the story in this book it makes you take both sides of both uh both characters at least i do i i enjoy Rumble raw as an adversary and i like how he pushes amaro to become better than his mobile suit so uh overall this 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 chapter of a gun of the origin was was a fun read and uh expertly drawn as usual panel work is beautiful and uh i've got nothing but good things to say about it i'll pass the mic back all right uh neo your thoughts on um well just like you had said i i think um you know, there's uh, not a lot of differences in this one when it comes to what we know from the original movie or the original series when it comes to kind of the overall story. But it was kind of nice to see, like you had stated, um, Armro, the one screwing up the Gundam and making that making it a lot more sense why they would um, take him off the Gundam because he was just getting too confident. Because if I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but what was it in the in the show he just bright just didn't want to uh rely on him too much right or something like that yeah he was he just well, it was sort like of came it came from um i know armor was acting 
he Goofy. he disobeyed orders and he yeah. launched in the gun tank rather than the Gundam. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, and it screwed up the whole thing. And he's just yeah, yeah, because that was Amaru's whole thing where he uh, wanted to try to do stuff with the gun tank and not just rely on the Gundam. Yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, that was some good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Like I said earlier, I don't remember the talk with uh, Cassilia and Shar, which uh, is definitely a highlight there because. I think um, I, I always like those two when you get to see them together because you can just tell that there's kind of a mutual respect but also a mutual mutual hatred of each other. Mm-hmm. And it, it's definitely conveyed and all that. Um, I like the little part where, oh, the gym just pop, the GM just pops out of nowhere <laughs> and destroys the artillery unit. I think it makes a little bit more sense in uh, showing that, okay, the, the, um, you know, the, the Federation has mobile suits, so they're going to be doing some hit and run where, of course, in this and in, 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 um, Gundam The Origin, these are the new type as opposed to being really their first production models. But that was kind of interesting because it's showing um, that the uh, the area commander, what was his name, Garcia, I believe? Garcia, yep. Yeah. How he was just kind of, you see him as kind of this backwater guy that, yeah, we're trying to get a job row, but, um, you know, it's not that hard. It's kind of hard. And, you know, he's just kind of playing the game there. And then you see him uh, with Cassilia show up and you see that this guy's really starting to get taken to task on the fact that, um, you know, he's uh, he's not doing what he needs to do. Because what was it? He, I need more equipment. I need more men. I need more mobile suits. And they're like, she's like, no, nah, those are all going to be in Odessa. <laughs> and uh it's like, uh, y- yeah, you, you kind of need to do this. Um, I like, of course, the classic scenes uh, with the funeral and Garen's speech. Uh, I kind of, you know, it, it seems that we get a little bit more uh, in depth to the play up to the um, to the funeral with uh, Dagwin and his kids and the whole thing with uh, Garen. And, uh, you know, that, that is definitely one of those classic scenes. I'm, I'm sure just like you guys, when you're kind of reading that, especially as he's going through the, uh, the speech, you're kind of it's, it's kind of playing in your mind. You know, how many times we've seen it in the, uh, the movie or the TV show, uh, especially pretty much the, you know, how, how it kind of plays and, and how it is. You can almost kind of see how uh, the Zeon the uh, troops and the Zeon followers, they get kind of enraptured with this. Um, and then of course we get to see good old Ron Baral, uh, the good old soldier that, you know, is trying to go up the, the food, the food chain because he, uh, you know, he was staying with the, um, the Zeon, the actual, uh, Zeon Daikun supporters there for a while. So this is his way of trying to move up, uh, the ladder. Um, and, and it just still makes you wonder, it's like, man, if, if, if Makuve just gave him those domes, wow, what he probably could have done against the white base and the Gundam, they might not have been able to, they may not have made it out of there because uh, he causes enough carnage and enough uh, problems with just two Sakus and a goof. So um, you, you really get to see that. And of course, uh, just on cue, just as I remember during the Viz publication, the bloody and brutal uh, battle aboard the white base. You know, not only a lot of Xeon guys biting it, but we're seeing a lot of the leftover officers from the white base. A lot of those are got biting it. Um, and of course, uh, you know, this is how a real soldier dies and blowing up in <laughs> Ron Baral, blow, blowing up into uh, uh, the Gundam's hands. So. <laughs> Uh, definitely, definitely a good read. Uh, definitely, you know, this is, this is the point where the Viz 
publication had stopped. So it really kind of, I don't know about you guys, as I'm getting done with this, I'm like, damn, I wish, I wish the next volume was quicker because that's the new material. Oh, and yes. that's, that's, that's when it's going to be uh, a lot different. And I'm sure as we do those reviews, probably much more longer and much more in depth. So, uh, but other than that, uh, just like the first two volumes, uh, great presentation, great, um, you know, uh, great story, uh, great way of going back to something that we've known before but definitely is wetting your mouth and your morsels to want to go to the next the next level so but uh i'll send this back over to chris for his thoughts i don't have uh much more i can add to what you guys have already said i definitely i definitely enjoyed the brutal hand-to-hand combat because they definitely went a bit farther than they did in the anime and um also works pretty well for Sayla that the two officers who had a real hard on for her both get killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Within seconds. Within seconds, they both get shot up pretty bad. Dominoes. <laughs> pretty much. So that, that was uh, good to have. And I did enjoy, as a fan of Genshiken, the bonus section at the end oh, featuring yeah. the Genshiken characters meeting Amuro as well as all of the women of MSG drawn in Genshiken style. That was really nice. I like that. Plus the uh the afterword as well. Uh the uh, the little um um afterward that the artist wrote uh, about that and he is giving a little bit of insight as to what's what's to come. I think the next volume is going to be uh Shar and Sailor. I I'm thinking I, I could be wrong about that, but he did uh allude to the fact that uh um, that uh Yasuhiko goes into detail about Shar's past in upcoming volumes, so that is a volume I'm looking forward to, and I was glad he brought it up in his afterward. And we shall see. So let's uh, close off, unless there's any additional comments, with some ratings. So, Neo, what do you give this volume of The Origin? I give it a four out of five. A four and a half out of five, I'm sorry. Solbro? I'd, I'd probably give it the same. Four, uh, four Miss Haman scarfs out of five. Oh, I'm sorry. Four, four and a half headshots out of five. There you sorry. go. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Hollow points. <laughs> Holler points. Oh, <laughs> I'll give this one four and a half. Play with me, boys, out of five. Oh, there, you, there go. you go. There you go. Sweet. It's not you. Always remember, it's the suit. It's not you. <laughs> no Saku boy. But all right. So uh, it'll be interesting come the end of December when we reach new territory. Since, as has mentioned, uh, this catches us up finally with where Viz left off. So mm-hmm. oh, I do. now. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just have one more comment to close this out. Something that sure. just came to my mind. So, yeah, go ahead and, and close yourself out, Chris, or what, finish your thought that you had there. I'm sorry. Well, it'll definitely be interesting to see where it goes, since uh, you know these parts of the story are all we've had to go on for the last you know decade or so since Viz left off. So, I'm very curious to see where things will go because I did not go through um, methods to keep reading uh, the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I heard all the stories of all the stuff that comes up, but I kind of want to see where it flies, yeah. But I did want to say, and it was nice to get my copy, and I I think I had mentioned this a long time ago when we, um, when me and Dolo were at Anime Expo, and we talked to Ed Chavez, and he had mentioned that the covers, that I guess uh, Vertical was wanting to have something more than just the Gundam or Armoro on it um, because that was I guess kind of the original agreement it was nice to see that volume 3 here had the goof on it 
Hell yes. And so that that definitely, uh, it, I know that was something that he had mentioned that he was. They were trying to get Sunrise Bandai to, you know, hey, um, why don't we keep the covers of what the main portion of it is? It's not always just going to be the Gundam or Armoro. So that was, I, I was very delighted to see uh, the cover of Volume Three with uh, a nice uh, evil look of the um, of the goof. And I forgot how evil the the goof looked in this uh, incarnation of Gundam <laughs> the Origin, because it looks a lot more menacing than it did in the uh, movie or the TV show. So, <laughs> but Definitely. That, And we've seen, uh, thankfully, with Volume 4, that uh, there's still some variety, too. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's the good thing. I know, I know he was worried that that was going to be the pitfall that um, Sunrise Bandai didn't, was going to you know, not give on, but I guess they came to a compromise. So there you go. But back to you, Chris. All right, and that will close us out until the next couple of months when we come back and discuss Volume 4. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Podcasting is king. You are listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Hey guys, the Zeons are giving a speech. What? We have lost a hero to our glorious and noble cause. But does this foreshadow our defeat? No, it is a new beginning. Compared to Earth Federation, the national resources of Xeon are less than one-thirtieth of theirs. Despite this major difference, how is it that we've been able to fight the Federation for so long? It is because our goal in this war is a righteous one. It's been over 50 years since the elite of Earth, consumed by greed, took control of the Earth Federation. We want our freedom. Never forget the times when the Federation has trampled us. We, the Principality of Xeon, have had a long and arduous struggle to achieve freedom for all citizens of our great nation. Our fight is sacred, our cause divine. This is Garmus Funeral. It's nothing more than a propaganda campaign aimed against the Federation. Amaral, you could learn a lot from this. Yes, sir. My beloved brother Garma Zabi was sacrificed. Why? Because he was a spoiled brat. War is at a stalemate. Blame this on the misfortune of your birth. You double-crossed me, Char! Bartender, that one's on me, if you don't mind. Perhaps many of you have become complacent. We must send them Royal a Guard? That obvious? It's the smell. You're one of Cassilia's. We have wasted too much time with words. <laughs> I'm we impressed, Commander. The Earthside elite must be taught a strong lesson for their evil corruption. Hey, no. isn't that that Zeke big shot? Just look at that Zeke. There is no other way for mankind to last forever except by living under the direct control of we, the chosen, superior race of Zeon. He's nuts! Yeah, well, I heard you tell that a big offensive is going to start any day now. Oh, you got to be kidding. Who cares? We're going to drive those Zeon off our Earth one way or the other. Got that right. Those Zeke's better watch their asses. 
If this war drags on, it will pose a serious threat to all of mankind. We must teach those slow-witted people of the Earth Federation a lesson they will always remember. Now is the time for mankind to stand up for the future. Hey! Is this the enemy? Is it? What a bunch of nonsense. This man's trying to turn the zombie family into a world dictatorship. Many of your fathers and brothers have perished valiantly in the face of a contemptible enemy. We must never forget what the Federation has done to our people. My brother Garmazabi has shown us these virtues through his own valiant sacrifice. By focusing our anger and sorrow, we are finally in a position where victory is within our grasp. And once again, our most cherished nation will flourish. Victory is the greatest tribute we can pay those who sacrifice their lives for us. Rise! Our people, rise! Take your sorrow and turn it into anger. Zion thirsts for the strength of its people. Hail, Hail Zion! Greetings, I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theatre. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fanfiction has to offer. Join us, won't you, at tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes Pretentious Internet Theatre. Open. God damn it! Open! Prime, you said the Matrix would light our darkest hour. Magnus! I want the Matrix! Never! everyone welcome back and now for our second uh topic of episode 133 it's going to be our review of transformers prime beast hunters predacon rising it was a direct to video television film that was uh, released a few weeks ago in both um uh video formats and plus the hub uh quick synopsis here it's a little bit after uh, the end of the Transformers Prime show, and we're seeing the restoration of Cybertron going on. The Autobots are trying to get everything together, and of course, um, we see just as the conclusion of the TV show, where Bumblebee gets his voice back, we now see him get promoted from being a scout to a full-fledged warrior. So, and uh, it's it's a little weird seeing him now talk and uh, hearing him now talk, and taking a, being a lot more assertive, and uh, so that's that's kind of interesting, but. During that time, the Autobots are trying to, uh, they want to, uh, Prime wants to uh, go 
find a journey to find the all sparks so they can you know restore cybertron in the meantime you know, uh, megatron's body on the bottom of the ocean is resurrected uh, resurrected because he has the dark energon in him from Unicron, and we find out that Unicron is living, but basically inside of of um, Megatron. And of course, his big thing is he gives Megatron kind of a new body, some new upgrades. Wants to go back to wants him to go back to Cybertron so he can kill Primus and uh, bring chaos to the world. Uh, just, during this time, Prime leaves with Wheeljack to go find the AllSpark in an area of space that Prime had, Optimus Prime had left it in a container uh, to safeguard it during the Cybertronian War. So, um, Bumblebee, Bulkhead, RC, Smokescreen, tr- they find out the tr- Predacons still around. Then they find out there's some other Predac- uh, Predacons, and we find out later that Starscream and Shockwave are up to their old tricks cloning these guys. Um, and Ultra Magnus gets pretty beat up with a battle. The new Predacons that we're looking at is called Skylinks and Dark Steel. And uh, then Megatron reunites with all of the Decepticons. And of course, he's still being controlled by Unicron. Um, wants to take over, destroy Primus, rises the bones of the original Predacons. There's this big, massive uh, boneyard that was kind of unearthed, they said, during the war. So it's all of uh, Predacine's ancestors. Megatron, uh, using the power of Unicron, rises them into those zombie-like robots that we had seen earlier in the TV series to now go and attack uh, the core of Cybertron Primus and destroy it. Of course, the um, Autobots are now the last wave of hope because Prime and Wheeljack are still off planet. Uh, they haven't come back with the All Spark yet. Um, they get they get joined up with uh, Knockout and they do a last stand. Prime gets in there at the last moment. Saves the day. The uh, Terracons are stopped. Um, Megatron is stopped. Um, He just kind of gives up at the end. (laughs) He's just like, (laughs) no moss, no more. And uh, it wouldn't be a Transformers show if we didn't have an Optimus Prime death. And during the time of uh, the battle with the Terracons and Unicron controlling Megatron, um, Optimus Prime had merged with the AllSpark, and now he goes and merges with the core of Cybertron Primus and releases all this brand new energy to restore the planet, the end, and uh, the end of the primes as we uh, know in this story. So, um, Chris, uh, some of your thoughts of Predacons Rising. Well, like I had said at the end of the Season 3 discussion, that was a pretty good ending for the show, wrapped up almost all the plot lines, and if that had been the end, I would have been happy. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that we got this movie out of things to really wrap up the whole Predacon issue as well as Cybertron. So a uh, couple of things. It's cool to see Bumblebee stepping up and oh, yeah. uh, it's getting weird. It was a little weird uh, hearing him talk because I-, I hear Bumblebee open his mouth and all I hear is Terry McGinnis. No, don't! <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing too. Holy shit! I said I kept expecting him to say like, "Hey, Bruce, we got to take down Derek Powers. <laughs> he killed my dad." <laughs> oh, man. So there was that. Um, 
it was good having John Noble back as uh, Unicron and just mm-hmm. being creepy as hell. Yeah. As well as seeing the Unicron infused Megatron upgrade with yeah, all of the rust and battle damage still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was amusing seeing Knockout be so <laughs> weaselly and switch sides. He was so awesome in this. <laughs> and, and you notice that when they're fighting, like he just kind of does nothing. Yeah, he just quivers. <laughs> it gets out of the way. And, and I, I love how you know he's in prison after the conclusion of season three and bumblebee's like yeah we need to know where they might be and he's like well uh, i'm not gonna tell you but uh if i could get a wax job that i might be able to say <laughs> i might be able to tell you where they may go <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole part of pretty much the whole part after that he's like uh, he's just following the autobots around going hey i'm with you guys now <laughs> oh man good stuff yeah so that was good um one moment that really was just crazy fun was seeing unicron megatron whatever the hell you want to call him mm-hmm. uh riding on a terracon dragon oh yeah oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah yeah that was just nuts um it's also good to see everyone in action one last time and um you could sort of tell it couldn't be avoided once uh, there was the whole thing of, hey, uh, we sucked Unicron into this uh, AllSpark holder. Gee, where'd the AllSpark go? Yeah. Yeah. Optimus Prime. So it's surprising that they managed to avoid the Optimus sacrifice throughout all three seasons of the TV show. <laughs> Although they came, came close. close. They came close to it in the beginning of season three. And I was also surprised that uh, Smokescreen actually told somebody about that. Yeah, yeah, he, he told he told Bumblebee, Bumblebee about that. Yeah. And Bumblebee like did a double take. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing about this sacrifice is it's not sort of um, like the other sacrifices where you have a sudden fall in battle like in the G1 movie mm-hmm. or, um, you know, getting uh, betrayed like uh, in Beast Wars or... You know, any of these other things, you know, he survived the battle, he kicked ass, and it certainly wasn't a useless sacrifice like in Headmasters, but he decided to give up his life because it was more important to bring back Cybertron than for him to be leader, which is just the epitome of the kind of the guy that Optimus is. And it was also kind of neat that wrapped up in that was the fact that, at least in this universe, there's no more Matrix of Leadership and no more Primes. Yeah. And no more Decepticons. No more Decepticons. And, man, whoever thought you'd see a Transformers story where Optimus sacrifices himself and brings an end to the line of the Primes and Megatron just kind of throws in the towel and gives up on evil. Yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to take a du- I had a double take where he's just like, yeah, well, when I was under the control of Unicron, I just I didn't like dealing with all this stuff. I didn't like being in control. And, and Starscream's like, come on, we can we can we can do this. We can still do this. He's like, nah, nah, nah. I, at this point on, the I've broken up the band. The band is no longer Decepticons. Man. No longer playing. When he told him end of story, <laughs> and it took off like he dropped the mic. That shit was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of wonder, like, in the future, what? Even though we're probably not going to see any more from this universe, like, mm-hmm. what? Uh, what kind of adventures does Megatron have on his own, just wandering the universe? That's what I would like to see. That that's a that's a show in itself. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking like uh, I'm thinking like kind of like wandering fighter, kind of like you like know, kung fu. Yeah, like kung fu, like just. 
you know, he's done so many bad things or, you know, now he's just going to protect the innocent because he's trying to repent for all the things he did. That, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> I just, just want to see him go to I want to see him go to a Colosseum planet and the, the show be titled Planet Megatron. <laughs> he travels from planet to planet. And then when he flies off, the sad Hulk music plays. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have never. I mean, when Megatron is defeated, he's usually just either beaten up really bad or killed. And the fact that he just is like, nah, I don't feel like doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what? I'm sure, I'm sure that... Uh, he basically sure that... pulled a Murtaugh. You know, it's like, just get, get yeah, to all this shit. <laughs> that's pretty much, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's perfect. Came through. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, as you all know, we're getting a new Transformers series at the end of 2014 following the end of the merchandising for Age of Extinction of Childhood. So, <laughs> yep. who knows what uh, form that'll take and what kind of show it'll be and who'll be playing who. But uh, this was a hell of a good ride for these last three years. And uh, I don't know, looking at it the whole, I think this might take the crown from Beast Wars for best Transformers show, at least for me. Wow. It, yeah, it could because it did it in less, too. That's what's really impressive about it. It's like the fact that you only have like well, three... Well, actually, it had, it had more episodes than, than did Beast it? Wars. Yes, Beast Wars was oh, only okay. 52 episodes. That's right. It was oh, only Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that, man? Because I know you're not crazy about Kurtzman and Orsi, although they really just produced the, produced the show. They really didn't show run it. Uh, I know that's uh, Dwayne Capizzi and 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 the staff of writers underneath him but you know they actually did some good this time around that and fringe <laughs> yeah they, they they seem to be okay on tv just don't let them get near major movies because then we end up with uh, into dumbness we do <laughs> and cowboys and aliens and transformers the fallen exactly <laughs> and sadly possibly spider-man 2 oh yes and three and three, and, and, and didn't they write part four of Transformers as well? I have no idea. Well, shit. We'll just assume they do. <laughs> Embrace ourselves for the worst. But uh, yeah, for TV, they, they seem to be doing all right. And they really, it, it, by far, this is their best work Transformers related. So, you know, even even their best Transformers movies can't, can't hold a candle to the show. And this will be, be a hard show to top. Yeah. And in the end, sure, there could have always been more, but I'm glad that this show got to go out on its own terms, unlike animated being canceled at the last minute and having really no proper ending. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Chris, before I turn it over to soul bro. Oh boy. Well, Chris, Chris definitely knocked out the park. A lot of the things I was going to say, one of the things I didn't like about this movie though, is Magnus got benched pretty early. God damn. He got his ass kicked. (laughs) But, um, maybe because, uh, maybe, maybe because, uh, Michael Ironside couldn't stick around for the whole recording. So they had, to, they had to come up with some way to, to put him out of uh, commission for the time. Well, this is or, better than what he did in the G1 movie where he couldn't uh, open the Matrix and just got kind of blown up. Yeah, Magnus has a history of getting his ass whipped. I just don't understand it. He's so he's so tough, but yet at the same time, he's the first one to go down. Yeah. And and maybe that's saying something. I don't know. He's just he's, he's the first. And poor guy couldn't poor, poor guy couldn't get his hand fixed either. <laughs> 
<laughs> he still got that that old gimpy Ball hand. hand yeah. Oh, Magnus, man, you just have a rough ride every time. Damn. Um, outside of that, I found that um, it was pretty funny um that they they have a Predacon named Skylinks because uh, being a G one fan, there was a, a an Autobot by the name of Skylinks. That was the mortal enemies of the Predacons of that of that universe. So to have a Predacon in this series named Skylinks, who ends up being under the uh, under the under the the uh, the rule of Predaking, was 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 funny to me. If anything, it's just a a small little trivial thing to bring up, but uh, I like that um, in this movie. Uh, no Arachnid. I was um, I guess it would probably have been too much to kind of squeeze that that She's last little story in there. She's, She's a, zombie. a zombie, but I thought maybe there would have been like a little bit of moment with with her. But uh, I wasn't disappointed. I just was. I was just curious if we were going to see her or not. So I just also surprised. Uh, no kids. Yeah, that's my other point. Is there were no humans at all, and I figured it'd at least be a, a small moment, maybe with Ratchet before he left Earth, where the kids, you know, might have said something to him before he broke broke out. But uh, that's fine. I mean, I just I assume that they're doing well and they're they moved on with their lives. Yeah. Did but, did uh, did Agent Fowler marry uh, what's his face's uh, mom? June. June. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe dad, <laughs> d- 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 agent dad. <laughs> Maybe knockout can go back and be their car during their <laughs> oh god during the wedding how, ceremony. How, how how much I want the knockoffs the knockout spinoff. <laughs> but but finish up soul bro. Yeah, knockout was the shit. Um, I gotta say that he him joining up with the Autobots. If there was any Decepticon, I would like to see change sides. It was him, even though he was he forced himself. Yeah, he did. He forced. They, they, himself. they didn't even ask him, and they weren't. They were just. They really didn't accept it. He's just like, yeah, I'm with you guys. They're like, yeah, no, no. He's like, really, really, I am. <laughs> he's a he's he's a very scumbag Decepticon, but at the same time, he he has his he has a heart of gold. It's he's he's got he's got to buff it a bit. But <laughs> he was done with their shit. That's yeah. basically what it was. It was like he got jerked around, mm-hmm. and he did. Is and you know he used to be the the evil doctor, and then Shockwave came up, and you know he's so evil and calculating, and knockout got knocked off to the side. He's just like you know what, screw this guys, these guys <laughs> suck. <laughs> he's he called. He called some was it a Star- Starscream a jerk? <laughs> yeah. Although he had some great moments with him in the show, but in this he just had enough of his bullshit and uh, and and put him on blast. And um, I like the fact that he did he did team up with the Autobots. It was a it was a nice turn of events, and the, finally the fact that they accepted him because you know, one of the great funny funny moments of the final episode um was that you know he wanted to change sides but they weren't trying to hear it at that point in time but now he finally got a little bit of redemption so i'll be interested to see where he goes but uh it was it was it was nice to see him be on the right side for a change and him seeing that the writing was on the wall with the decepticons way before starscream did starscream being to see starscream go from being a kind of a a diabolical knife twisting jerk um trying to usurp uh power from megatron to being his biggest cheerleader throughout the course of the series is an amazing run for that character i've got to say that like it's i've never seen starscream be like that where he finally just gives up on wanting to take over and, and run a coup on the decepticons and actually be on board with everything that megatron wants to do and then megatron just saying you know what f it i'm done <laughs> and this is the end of the decepticons don't even try to get this shit started i will f- <laughs> i'm pretty sure if he did he would find him but in the to see at the end that um the predacons they hunt down Starscream, and uh, and I guess it's alluded to that he doesn't walk away from that that throne room. So uh, between, <laughs> between the three of those Predacons, I don't think he's going to get very far. So yeah, that Starscream's ghost is coming up next. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, outside of that, um, uh, the last thing I'll bring up is that uh, I the thing I really dug about this movie were the transitions um, between Megatron um, being inside the consciousness of his body and then um, the the transitions of him being controlled by Meg- uh, Unicron and how they did all the, the the dialogue moments where they transitioned in and out. I thought that was really really clever on how they how they depicted it, and it was it was a nice touch for how this movie was uh, uh how it played out in the movie so uh, outside of that I, I really enjoyed it it was a nice uh send-off for the series and and I, I my hats off to everybody who was behind the production of transformers prime all right well um when i when i was watching this movie i just felt like this was the reimagining of the g1 movie like um <laughs> It, it takes a lot of those parts in it because it, it, there's some parts that are a little reminiscent, but they're just done in a little bit, um, you know, a little bit more updated, a little bit faster paced way. Mm-hmm. Um, like Chris stated, yeah, there's no kids. So all those folks that were out there that were like, I want Transformers Prime with just the robots. Well, here you go. Finally. And you, I mean, <laughs> and, and you could possibly watch this as a standalone. I mean, there's some allusions to things that happened prior, but, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, it you could probably watch it and, and get a pretty good sense. I mean, my God, the story has been pretty much the same for, what, 30, 40 years now. Evil Decepticons and heroic Autobots and then all their different little minions like uh, Predacons and everything like that. It has battling robotic dragons. That's mm-hmm. a freaking plus. That oh, was yeah. a big time plus. Um, like we said, the, the comedy and uh, cowardly weaseliness of Knockout was just amazing. Like I said, uh, he's uh, if he could have his own spinoff series, it would be amazing because uh, he was just... And the guy that does his voice, man, just... just kills it oh yeah darren norris that guy's awesome just i mean he just makes that character and you get kind of the feeling that um watching this show that to an extent the the development of knockout going from you know the diabolical evil scientist type of guy to just kind of you know um a guy that's just kind of fed up and 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 wants to move (laughs) on uh it probably wasn't something they were planning on at the beginning of the of of when they did this show but um the fact that he lived was amazing like like throughout the course of the series other decepticons that served alongside of him got smoked but he made it (laughs) that's shocking enough to me but um they, they they made the right choice with keeping them going and it was nice to see finally the sacrifice of Optimus Prime being something outside of I'm going to sacrifice so the Autobots can live another day so they can revive me down the road so we can beat the Decepticons again. I mean, and, and, and it feels almost appropriate the fact that, okay, yeah, Megatron's giving up being Megatron as the tyrant and everything like that. There's really no need for a Prime. Because as we found out, primes don't party in this in this show. They don't. They don't. <laughs> too, too, too serious all the time. So, uh, but yes, definitely. Uh, I agree with Chris where he stated earlier. The end of uh, season three, the end of the show was good enough. But this, um, you know, sometimes you get a little worried when these things come out. But I think that this just makes it uh, even better, and and it's it's a nicer nicer package and a nicer uh, revisit to Cybertron and to um, you know. To, to see these uh, these characters one last time and actually see kind of a ray of hope in the uh, in the Transformers world for once. So, <laughs> guys, anything else before we give out the old ratings? Well, I do have a question for you guys, man. Do you guys did you guys really enjoy um, the depiction of Prime in this movie? Uh, not so much in the movie, but throughout the series of Transformers Prime. Did you find him? 
I don't know. Did you find him lacking a little character or, or being just a little too straightforward? Like other other renditions of Prime, like in Generation One, he was a bit warmer. I would say. Um, I do like the fact that he was he was all business in this show, and the fact that you know he always had the right thing on his mind when it came to how he wanted to lead the Autobots and 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 what to do. And there were times where he did question himself, but um, I don't know. I, I think he was lacking just just a little character in 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 Transformers Prime. I still liked him at the end of the day, but um, just he was a little Boy Scoutish. I would say in this. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. I mean, he usually is. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, so, anything? No. I mean, he put up with all that shit from those kids for so long, so that's... You gotta be pretty pretty uh, warm and charitable to do that. That's true. That's I'll, true. I'll be honest. Um, I don't have too much of a problem about it because for the longest time, we always hear about the primes being much different and being focused on the thing, and... I think his depiction in this show kind of solidifies that. It's like he was different where all the other Autobots, you you know, they got their human companions and they were trying to, you know, make the best uh, things. This guy, I mean, realistically, the primes are just there to lead and and to and to lead the Autobots against the Decepticons and against evil. So um, I didn't really have a problem with it because. He had too much going on to be worried about, uh, you know, to sit there and go, well, Raph, I see you had a bad day. You want to talk about it? <laughs> you know, so in I agree with Chris. He is pretty Boy Scoutish to me in most of his other previous incarnations. So I I didn't really have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, well, I sit correct. Now, <laughs> if, if the thing I, I do forget the moments in the show where he was uh he forgot his memory, uh, like in the beginning of season two and stuff like that. So the Prime did have some 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 character moments in this show that that were stand out too. So I, I might be a little hard, I guess, throughout the the latter half of the the latter part of the show, it felt like that to me. But I mean, if you're comparing it to G one, yeah, yikes. But a lot of that was played for laughs, though. So if if he was different back then, it was his first the fir- the first time he was depicted. So in in G one, it wasn't even across the board. It was uh, it depended on the writer of the episode exactly how Optimus was portrayed so in this show there's a lot more consistency uh, remember these character. shows are just to sell toys G1 oh. is a completely different thing just so. had- <laughs> I'm just saying but let's not forget also that uh Optimus is not so much of a Boy Scout in this show because mm-hmm. in this one contrasted to many other Optimuses or Optimi he <laughs> gives up on trying to reason with Megatron and realizes yeah. that Megatron just has to be taken down because he's an asshole that's true that's true yeah. he's, he's not so blinded by oh you know there, there could be some good in him we can't you know just take him down maybe we can reason with him no he's like Megatron must fall sometimes there's no reasoning with assholes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he, yeah, he's he he tends to not um, keep believing in something that's just not going to happen. But he's, you know, he still seems pretty much dedicated to one thing and one thing only, just leading these guys. And you know, that's kind of it's kind of what they needed. So I mean, without him, they wouldn't have gone that far. But uh, anything else before we move on to ratings? No, I'm solid. Nope. All right, well, Soulbro, then if you're so solid, what's your rating for Transformers Prime? Beast Wars, Predacons Rising. <laughs> uh, my review, my my rating for this epi- this movie is uh, 4.5 uh, Predacon Bones out of five. Okay, uh, Chris, your rating on Transformers Prime, Beastmaster, Predacons Rising. I will give it four and a half 
Terracon Dragon Mounts out of five. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I will also give this four out of five uh, knockout buff buff jobs out of five. <laughs> Poor guy needed that wax. He, he, he did. He, man. He, was, he was feeling ashy after all that fighting. He's looking so. real lame. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we... Uh, you know, uh, go out and get Transformers Prime, Beastmasters, Predacon Rising. It should be Beast at Hunters. All- Be- Beast Hunters, Hunters, I'm sorry. Uh, Predacon's Be- right. What? Beastmasters, if, 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 that, if that dude from the 80s movie showed up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if they're still playing it on the hub, but you can definitely check it out on video. So uh, definitely a good purchase. And uh, we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam and MHQ. You got the This is Stephanie Shea, and you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. I can't believe Game and Morpher gave Gears of War 3 a 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? Fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. Are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news big and small. And don't forget our other podcast where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop and second opinion. So stop by secondopiniongames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning, In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Damn! Good kick, Lee. It was an accident. That's okay. We'll just say you tried to catch a cab.
Welcome back, everybody, to Gundam at MAHQ. You're listening to episode 133, and in this episode, we reviewed in our first segment the third volume of Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, uh, printed by uh, Vertical. Definitely, uh, if you haven't picked it up yet, you head on over to Amazon um, and go ahead and grab yourself a copy as quick as possible. Those, uh, this, 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 this book was a standout issue, so don't, don't sleep on that. And then um, in our second segment, we talked about Transformers Prime, Beast Hunters, Predacons Rising. We uh, had a nice discussion about that uh, that movie that closes out the series. And if you haven't checked out Transformers Prime, don't don't sleep. Check that show out as soon as you can, and t- 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 cap it off with uh, good old Beast Hunters uh, Predacons Rising. Yes. But um, before we close out this episode, you know what time it is, guys. We didn't do it last step, but we now got to get caught up on the mailbag. And I pass the mic over to our Postmaster General himself, Chris. Take it away. All right. Our first question comes from K173, who says, hello, gents. Between the two kings of mecha anime series from the 80s and 90s, Tamino and Takahashi, whose storytelling and directorial style do you prefer among their various numerous works? I'm not asking which series you like better, but how they went about doing those shows. After some thinking, I think I like Takahashi's storytelling and directorial style better as it seems more cinematic and has more of an edge to it, but maybe adult me speaking as younger kid me probably preferred Tamino's style a bit more. Neo, your thoughts? Well, I will take the position of Switzerland on this or either uh, Switzer, Switzer Brawl. <laughs> Um, I actually, I actually don't prefer one or the other. I think they both have their uh, highs and lows when it comes to the things that they do. I think, um, you know, they're uh, in a way. These are the type of stories that I like. It's, um, you know, sometimes you want maybe the lighter edge that Tamino's got a lot more lighter edge stuff in his pocket. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad, but the stories go pretty well. Takahashi to me is always a little bit more darker, a little bit more cinematic. But then, you know, Tamino's just got that, you know, he's got that fast pace. And my God, you know, it's a lot of his mobile suit battles are just just gloriously choreographed and I mean I know it just sound I sound like a soul bro and I apologize to all the people out there but oh, I do. can't I can't really pick one or the other on this and I'm, I'm not saying I prefer one or the other because I just think that they both have good and, and you see the development of them as directors as they go through their careers so soul bro yeah, this is definitely Sophie's choice, man. Uh, I, I love both their works. I, I've got to. You don't have to choose. No, no, I kind of, I kind of want to answer the question only because um, they're asking which one I like better. Um, You'll sobro everything else, but this question you want to ask. Hey, I'm trying not to be so sobro, man. Let me, let me, let me actually finally be decisive. How about that? How be about a man. That? Be a man. Uh, you're too funny. Um, but if I had Play to pick one. <laughs> If I had to pick one of the two dudes, I love. This is no slide against Takahashi, but I think Tomino overall, his his style uh, gels with me a little bit better. Um, I like Takahashi's works. All of them I've enjoyed, including uh, especially Votoms. But um, all the works I've seen from him so far, I've, I've enjoyed a lot. And um, but out of the two, Tomino probably has excited me just a little bit more. So I go with him. So. Dear excites you, so you want to play with yeah, him. Excites right. oh, yeah. want to play with him. Dear 4chan, Solbro of, of Gundam says he hates for Takahashi. Spread the word. Because <laughs> of Chris. Incoming. Here comes the that flames. that asshole Chris on there. He forces his will on everybody. Here comes the flames. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. You know, it's a hard choice because these two guys have directed multiple iconic series that have influenced so many things. 
later on. Mm -hmm. But if I had to come down to style and everything, I might have to go with Takahashi because (laughs) if you look at the series that he's done in terms of a consistent story from beginning to end, I think his shows have been a little bit more consistent, Mm -hmm. especially with a very long-term project like Dugram. Um, And while Tamino's series do have very good fight choreography, I don't I don't think you guys have seen Lazner yet. That show just has some really well animated fights. Wow. So I've heard. So I think I'm gonna have to give a slight edge to Takahashi in this respect wow. overall. Well, well who, who, who would have thought of this question? I'd been the Soul Bro and Soul Bro would have picked a side on this one. who would have thought this? Hey man, it's a, this it's is why you always need to listen to Gundam. You never I'm know what's t- gonna happen. I'm just saying if if my my, my split on this is like forty nine percent Takahashi 51% Tomino. It's a close margin. Real close. But what's closer, this or the Bush Gore election in 2000 <laughs> in Florida? This. Oh, okay. This, this would wow. be closer. That was pretty close. That was damn close. But you don't have the, yeah, well, whatever. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> Next, we have Mr. Bushido, who's got two questions. Number one, you can negate the deaths of three people in Code Geass. However, instead, you have to kill three others who didn't die throughout the series. Ooh. Who would they be? We know Silver's not going to be prepared, so I'll go to Neo first. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, gosh, this is a tough one because as much, as much as I'd like to see Euphemia not get killed, I think it was a seminal moment in the story so it's like um doesn't matter you can negate yeah. what you want we're not talking yeah that's true stories. um her candy lane her, her dad or uh, not her dad but shirley's dad and of course shirley because that was pretty sad too i'd like to see did rollo die rollo did die oh, didn't yeah, he, he? Died. yes he did he died gosh who else i would like to see die i know you hated uh homeboy the the he was one of the resistance fighters he was a teacher i forget his name oh. hairband oh that guy uh yeah. ogie Ogi, yeah. Yeah, Ogi could die. He could burn in hell. Oh, damn. Who else? Who else could die? Jeez. I don't know. Because a lot of people fit, got their end on that that weren't. Oh, Arthur the cat. He could go. And Suzaku. Ooh, damn. <laughs> so, there you go. All right. Solbro, you're up to bat. Oh, man. Um, I would love to see Euphemia live and Shirley. Those are easily two that I'd love to see uh, make it. Although their deaths do. S- do uh, spur the uh, the series along with this plot, um, but uh, the third person I would like to have seen live, probably. Um, God dang it, man! It's really tough because it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, Clovis. Clovis. <laughs> damn it! Um, uh, Schneisel's little boy toy there that was always because he died didn't he no he didn't die oh no, no, he didn't die. die at all no um i like to see him die then. i like the emperor a lot although he had to go um charles charles yeah charles charles Big, was biggest he, dick on earth he was a beautiful asshole man <laughs> great it's like i enjoyed every time he was on the screen uh who would you want to live oh who do i want to live um God, I already went went the two. Sometime today, so uh, I'm just gonna go with those two. Uh, I can't really get, I can't really do. Or three. who would you? Yeah, uh, there so you who go. do you okay. kill in their place? Um, I would place? I would kill pre awesome uh, Jeremiah before he when he was a dick. I I would have loved to seen him get murdered. Um, of course he became he became an awesome person. So uh, I feel bad kind of saying that, but before he was uh before he was uh cool. Okay, we get he that. Would, he, he could go. Who else? Uh, the other person who I think could as you're die. as you're going through Wikipedia right now, I'm not going through Wikipedia. List of code oh, I, wish, I wish I had it in front of me. Um, 
sense. The other person who I think could go probably Suzaku. Um, he go. was he was a bit too much of a uh, and Arthur, Arthur you know, the cat. I, I'm okay with Arthur, but um, Chris. All right, I'll go with uh, Euphemia, Shirley, and as the wild card, Bartley, just because that guy has the oh, worst yeah. luck in the world. Yeah, he does. Forgot <laughs> about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to do his job. Wrong He's place, not even supposed time. to be here today. Yeah. Wrong place, wrong time. The Pretty Dante much. of anime. <laughs> Pretty much. So who would I kill? Um, Ogi just for being a dumbass. Damn. Yeah. Schneisel because he annoys me, mm-hmm. and Suzaku because he did it. Yeah, he did he it. He did it. There you go. <laughs> That's all the reason you need. And right. question question number two. This is, might be uh, I don't know. This is a tactical or strategic question. Mm-hmm. It says Kyo has become the new Skynet and turned Serbay, Larry King, mm-hmm. and the Admiral into peace loving hippies. Neo, your battle plan. Ooh. Oh my God! This is like this is the Kobayashi Maru. Is this, is this classified information? No, what I would do is I would reprogram a Roomba and I would send him back in time before Kyo became the new Skynet and put him in Skynet headquarters so he's sitting there vacuuming so he could prevent Kyo from becoming the new Skynet by sucking but him did, up. Did, what, if, does, what if he trips Kyo and causes him to like break his neck and die? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he would just roll in front of him or suck him up like that commercial where that lady's got the, the cat and it gets sucked or the dog gets sucked up by the Roomba. She's like, oh, things are always happen bad to me. And I saw it through one football games. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would I would take a page out of one of the tomes and send back a reprogrammed robot to prevent Skynet from happening. That's how you do it. Well, all right. All right. You wanted the plan. I mean, that's it. I mean, there you, there you go. Mapped out. Not much more simple than, than that. I mean, even though I would imagine Survey, Lord King, and the Admiral would re, uh, resist uh, peace-loving hippie stuff, especially Survey, because, you know, he, he, the explosions are too much. They're too much of a, a, a drug for him. So. All right. Next, we have Yokozuna Bulldozer, who says, Hello. Mm. Number one, if famous creators within the mecha genre were preserved Futurama style, who do you want to see and why? Futurama style. Yes, is their heads in the jar? Oh. God, I haven't <laughs> seen that show in forever. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Tomino, first off, man, that beautiful bald head has to be preserved, man. <laughs> has to be. No question. <laughs> um, Shoji Kawamori? Um, absolutely. I mean, granted, he, he's become a bit more hippie in his old age, but, uh, I, I still think he'd have a lot to bring the world in, in the, in the age of Futurama. But, um, what are you guys thoughts? Fakuda, man. Oh yeah, of course. Of course, man. <laughs> so he can still, he, he, he can still flash back them all. <laughs> <laughs> Takahashi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who else? I'll go with those. Also, uh, Obari. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Okawara, just because he did a lot of good designs before he went uh, sour. Oh, backpack. Uh, Katoki and Screw the Haters. Oh, yeah. damn. Boy, people do hate Katoki, man. I enjoy his work, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Izabuchi, because he's done a lot of good stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. All right. Nicely said. Question number two. I remember hearing a long time ago how the design process behind Gal Geiger was to take the essence of the most popular toys and iconic robots among boys and fuse them together. What mecha do you guys think followed a similar design process and turned out fine? And which mecha did not fare well, ending up as a mechanical man bear pig? Wow. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's what's, not what's a question it? that really 
gets things off the top of your head thinking like, gee, mm-hmm. what fits this and what doesn't? Did yeah. the Brave series kind of come off like that? I mean, it was every series in Brave? Kinda? Pretty much all, every single Brave is based off of, you know, some kind of combining vehicles like cars and trains and planes and animals yeah. and all that kind of junk. So, which kind of follows the old Transformers Gestalt formula. So, yeah, Transformers. That. There you go. <laughs> Being that both franchises were, were produced in uh, toy form by Takara, you know, they, they, I always noticed there was a similarity between a lot of the designs of uh, some of the Brave series and some of the Transformers coming out. So, yeah, I, I've got to say the same thing. All right. And question number three. Do you guys agree that Transformers needs a Deadpool of its own? I had this thought during a bus ride at Septic, tu- septic Truck passed by of a Transformer that transforms into a septic truck and breaks the fourth wall and is hated by both Autobots and Decepticons for looking like Abomination, plus a hybrid between Optimus and Megatron. <laughs> I don't know that, that Transformers needs a Deadpool-style mm-hmm. character. We had a, that a little bit in Animated with uh, Rekgar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making uh, some references, like um, actually saying that he dares to be stupid. Awesome. <laughs> So no, I don't really think this this is something that's needed for Transformers. Hey, man, right. but but Prime has already got a Nolan North involved in uh in, in that series, so why not make a a, a Deadpool esque uh, Autobot or Decepticon to be in there? Um, I, I don't know. I, I breaking the fourth wall in that show, I don't think would work for it or any Transformers series to say the least. But I, I'd be interested in seeing a one shot. I wouldn't mind that. I'll pass. Oh. <laughs> Deadpool's cool, but he doesn't need to be everywhere. There doesn't need to be other versions of him. So, Haramaister says, "Hi, Gundam. I just finished watching the first season of Genshin, and I must say that Gunpla episode was hilarious." It reminded me of my Gunpla misfortunes over the years. So my question is, what are some of the unfortunate things that happened to you while building your kits? Solbro, feel free to answer, even though you outsourced Gunpla building. God dang it, man. I can't freaking shake that shit. <laughs> you do outsource your Gundam. Oh, your my God. Dude, I get, I get. You're wrecked. the one who admitted to it. I get yeah. wrecked on live streams. Like, everybody likes to bring that stuff up. I swear to God, when I start watching... uh. Gundam uh, Gunpla Builders. That's it. Uh, people are going to freaking what kill me. So, sorry, gun, 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 Gunpla. Sorry. Uh, Gundam, Gundam Build Fighters. Oh, yeah. my God. I am, I am not here. Uh, <laughs> when I start watching that, the jokes are going to keep filing in. Um, I, I've i had some issues where I, um, I detailed it. I put detail on my uh, my kits pretty badly. Um, some So much so that they're kind of... Uh, I'm embarrassed to have people see them. So uh, I've had a few mishaps until I learned how to detail a little bit better. So a lot of my earlier suits that I've built, like my RX-78 that I built, really bad detailing. I, 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 I dare not show that to people. I dare not. But uh, I'll pass that on to you guys. Neil? Someone rub-off. who actually builds Gunpla? Yeah, those, those uh, oh. rub-off. Those rub-off decals. Hey, man, I, that's I, the worst. I built my Katoki right, RX-78, right, man. Right. I, I thought that was cool. It's okay. It's not all about you now. Hey, man, I, okay. I built some, <laughs> damn it. Hey, don't, don't, don't be mad at us. We didn't say this. I, Haro Master is the one that said this. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, yeah, those, uh, the facts where you sometimes uh, build, um, like, a leg section or something like that, and you forget to put, like, the bendable knee joint in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you forget you forget a piece that makes it work perfectly or, or fit together. You sit there and you go through this whole thing, and then you got to kind of pull everything all apart again. Um, anything dealing with 
with a Zeta 2.0. Wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, or the fact of when you get so proud and you build one and you put it up on your shelf, um, as soon as you put it up there, the stand doesn't, you don't, you didn't put it in there correctly and it just falls down to the ground and oh, breaks everywhere. Yeah, that, that sucks too. Jesus. So, Chris? Yeah, I've, I've had shelf mishaps. I had an old yeah. <laughs> 144 scale double X. And it fell off of a shelf, and what happened was there were these um, two pegs on the back that the backpack snaps into, and it broke right there on those pegs. Oh, damn, man. Did you superglue it? Try to do the good old superglue thing on there? Didn't didn't work. Doesn't take. That that happened to my strike model as well. It fell off the stand, and it it just fell on the ground and shattered. It sucks. It really does. I can't find half the parts for it. There you go. Oh, man. Zero the Mass Knight says, which mecha would you really like to control in a game? For me, I wouldn't mind controlling any of the suits from Double O so long as the controls are as well designed as they are in Zone of the Enders. Mm-hmm. Solbro. Well, uh, the, the one I actually got to play in the game that I really enjoyed is the uh, the Savior um, in the Gundam Seed. Transform. Uh, hell yeah. Transform spam. Um, any any suit that transforms, really, uh, including play, suits I haven't played yet. But uh, the nope. Savior is definitely my dream suit. And maybe maybe it'll make a, an appearance in um, full in Gundam Extreme versus Full Boost. And I, I, I don't think it was announced, but maybe, maybe they'll add it as DLC. Who knows? Neo? Oh, of course, the Bolomok Saman. Come on. <laughs> the greatest the greatest looking freaking mobile suit ever. Of course. No. No, Strike. <laughs> strike. Strike or uh, turn A, Moonlight Butterfly wins all. All right. I'll, I'll give a shout out to the, to the general and uh, say Strike Noir, which I actually have controlled in a game and enjoy and oh. which he has not. Man. Yo, in, um, in, in Extreme Versus, is the Stargazer in there? Nope. Wow, so the Stargazer gets slept on because of the Strike Noir? It's a cool suit, but I did it. The, the Stargazer was badass, too. I, I don't think it's in full boost, either. That, that sucks. No, it is. It's in full boost. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, well I, I, I take back my last statement. <laughs> As you usually have to. Indeed, indeed. I eat my own words all the time. Regurgitation. <laughs> And he also says, in which genre do you think a mecha game would do well in terms of both overall game design and performing well in the market? What we have, Gundam Versus, Zone of the Enders, Dynasty Warriors style, RPGs like Super Robot Wars, shooters in the vein of Star Wars Battlefront, or RTS games. I'm going to go first and say, of course, uh, Mobile Ops is the style that would have been the most successful. (laughs) Salt in the wound. Surprise, that's not on the Xbox One or the PS4. Oh boy! As launch title, mobile ops, huh? That would have been that would, that would have been a guaranteed Xbox One purchase from Solbro. <laughs> mobile ops two for the Xbox One. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Um, I for me, I, I love the arcade mech games, man. Ever since uh, Virtual On, so um, uh, the games like uh, Gundam Ex- uh, Extreme Versus and Full Boost coming up. Those are the those are the kind of games. Yeah, but that it's I enjoy. is, is yeah. what do you think would do well performing in well in the market? Well, yeah. those are easy to get in and out. Not, of. not in not in the Solbro market. In the Solbro market, I would I would definitely say that if it, given a chance, if it came out here, 
I don't know if it would do gangbusters, but I would hope it'd do better than Gun- Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Um, being that that game's the same damn thing every time. Um, I-, I think that that game would be easy for people to play. The controls are easy to get into and-, and to learn how to play the game. It's an arcade game, for Christ's sake, so it has to be easy to play. Um, and it has a huge cast of characters, so I would say that that, that type of game, I think, would, be- would do very well if given a chance. All right. I'm going to think outside the box on this. Mm-hmm. A fighting game where it's Gundam... But it's not Gundams as we know. It's all those Gundam girls. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would work. Mega no, Musume? Yeah, pretty much. Nice, nice. Yeah, pretty much because you'd have hot, cute chicks, of course, make them all busty and, and everything like that. And you have the, the different, you know, the different types of, you know, the, 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 you know, the shy girls, the, you know, the badass ones and all that. But have them in the different, the different Gundam girls type of thing. Mm-hmm. That might be a way of busting into this market. Sold. <laughs> I, I got one to up that. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Punch out Gundam Fight Edition. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Domo and the Little Mac of Gundam pilots. <laughs> there you go. Fight his way to the Devil Gundam man, the Mike Tyson of uh, mobile suits. Devil Gundam piloted by Soda Popinski. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Next, we have Furious Rodimus, who's got two questions. Number one: What changes would you make to 0083 to make it better than it was? I got a quick suggestion for that. Oh, I know. Already know what it change, is. Change, change the characters. <laughs> I pretty much can't. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, search and replace current characters with brand new set of characters. There you go. I, Aside from the pre-existing characters from the other shows, mm-hmm. like Haman and Jamatov and Basque, they're, they're cool. They can stay. They can stick yeah. around. And, and lose the whole, the whole scene of Kelly and, and Co. building the, the mobile armor together. Oh, no, get, no. You need get rid to of that, that, too. You need to also, keep that. Uh, also, synapse, synapse and Burning are cool. They can stay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, are okay. the mobile yeah. dudes, they can stick around. I was about yeah. to say that was going to be my suggestion. But no, man, add more musical montages, man. That's no. all you need to do, man. No. It's the classic <laughs> and 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 ban vegetables on oh. the, uh, on the Albion. No vegetables, all meat, no carrots. I mean, have Cole eat his vegetables. He probably would have manned up early. <laughs> Immediately, airlock Cole. Oh damn, damn! Airlock and, him in Australia. Yes, and give Monster the Gundam. <laughs> no. No. Just for Chris, please, please. Nah, man, uh, toss out that that uh, that love triangle first off. Um, that should go. It was a little abrupt to find out that uh, uh, Gato was was the former lover of uh, of Nina Purpleton. I thought it was just a, the most shoehorned in thing ever. It just made no sense, especially since they saw each other earlier in the show. It just it consistent for consistency's sake. That shit should go. Outside of that. Uh, have co you know uh you know tell nina what's up and tell her to go f off <laughs> I, I like i like uh, search See, the, I, but then uh, all the problems uh, yeah. can be avoided if you just get a new get cast. Rid of the characters yeah, yeah yeah that's true but i mean I'm, you're listening I'm, to all these changes that need to be made it's like just get a new cast that's too easy yeah. man i'm trying to i'm trying to make you no with no with the ingredients There's, i got uh, man I'm sometimes to, sometimes easy is the best thing i'm trying to make a better cake bro fellas now <laughs> you're making yeah, a better I, cake out of mud hey you know you're <laughs> It's still going to end up being a shit cake, so. Yeah. Well said, fellas. Well said. 
All right. And the next question, have you wondered what pilot input is necessary to make a mobile suit punch slash kick another one? Well, the thing about that is in most Gundam shows, all of those advanced maneuvers you see are uh, automated. Yeah, that's true. Because if you think about it, a mobile suit cockpit, the kind of controls that are in there, aside from the mobile trace system, don't really match up to the one-to-one movements that you see the mobile suit performing. Yeah, yeah this kind of one-button hit does all type of stuff. Yeah. So, yes, there's a lot of you know preset commands and uh, combos so to speak, that the pilots are doing. Nice. Nice. Nicely said. But yeah, I've got to agree with that. Um, you know, it doesn't look like, a, except for uh, Domon Kashu's cockpit. That's the only, really the only one. And that's, that's really fantastical out of all the, all the different cockpits in, uh, in, Gun, in the Gundam lore. Uh, G Gundam would be the one that's probably one-to-one, but everybody else, not so much. All right. Yokozuna Bulldozer says again, hello, number one. Which Transforming Mecha did the Lancia Stratus justice as an alt mode? Dagfire from Brave Command Dagwon or Wheeljack? Either one, because it's just an awesome car. Yeah, it is a nice car. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's the reason why I played Sega Rally. <laughs> yeah. The Wheeljack one, though, was pretty cool because that was the actual rally car. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Wheeljack. Yep. Yeah. Same here. Number two, what are your thoughts on the mecha slash vehicles of Super Sentai or Kamen Rider? I have no thoughts because I'm not into tokusatsu, so there you go. Same here. Oh, you, you, you party poopers. Uh, I, I, I don't watch it either, though, so how, I guess I'm one of the poopers. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, which mechas do you guys think are the Godzilla and King Kong of the mecha genre? What do you mean? Ooh. Undefeated? Turn a Moonlight Butterfly wins all. There you go. And, and uh, uh, Mogenzer, Mazenkaiser, I would say, is the other one. <laughs> oh, a day on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, my God. Number four. How do you envision Zentradi heaven and hell? Mm. Okay, Zentradi heaven would be uh, some idol singers, you Min know, May like Cheryl and, yeah. and Min May all the time. Zentradi mm-hmm. hell would be Justin Bieber. Mm. Oh, oh, Jesus. That, well said. <laughs> I can't compete unless it's Miley Cyrus. That would be the other, the other thing that would make it. Nah, just a Bieber more. Nah, nah, nah. I, I'd say they're both on the same plane, mm. but that's just me. Yeah, that's just you. <laughs> Next, we have Silver August, who uh, is submitting for the first time in the mailbag. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. Has there ever been a series, Mecha in particular, where you hear nothing but good things, but then you go to watch it and discover something that you see as a major flaw slash criticism that seems to have gone completely overlooked or just mentioned? Unmentioned? Ooh, I want to be first. I want to be first. Oh, please, please. Neon Genesis is Evangelion. Man, Whatever too- version. <laughs> Damn. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it, it is what I expected you to say. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so bro, because um, it fits every one of his parameters. A, a mecha series that was like overhyped or just just I not, I don't know. Not just mecha, but he says mecha in particular. Mecha in particular, yeah, um, I don't know. Um, come on, God, Excel Saga. I know you hate that. You know what? Yeah, you are right. Excel Saga was you hyped hate up. The shit out of that. I don't. The, I don't know why. To the point, to the like point the where I I it, bought but. it. I bought that show off the good graces of everybody <laughs> telling me that shit. It's like, yo, Excel Saga's hilarious. Pick it up. I pick up the first volume. It's like, okay, this is this is all right, but I'm a little humor's a little lost to me. I keep buying it like an idiot, and I'm, the more volumes I buy, the more pissed off I am. And to the point where it's like I just end up despising the show towards the end, save for the one of the last episodes, which is Gundam themed. Um, outside of that, I just I wasn't happy with my purchase, and I, I have to say that it was not what I expected. So no. All right, I'm going to go outside the anime box and 
mention uh, a show that I just can't uh, get Uh-oh. enough of not hearing about. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that is Big Bang Theory. Oh, thank you. Because people keep telling me constantly, never ending, it's such a funny show. You need to watch it. It's great. It has all of these nerdy cameos. Yeah. And I say to you, good day, sir. Yeah. I actually sat and watched the whole first season of that show and I was done. It's like it just it just ended up being like one of those multi camera comedies. It just had like nerd. Well, humor it's in Chuck it. Lorre, so it's yeah. it's just a garbage formula just like two and a half men. And yeah. this is a garbage show. It's uh not funny. They set up the show they set up the jokes a mile away. You mm-hmm. can see them coming. And the thing is, yeah, it has all these cameos of sci-fi people, but um, overall, the show is just very stereotypical. And this character of Sheldon, he's not someone that you laugh with because he says funny things. You laugh yeah, at him it. because he says weird things. And yeah. everything he says and every reaction he has is just sort of the opposite of what a normal social situation would be. And he just blathers on and it's like insert random side reference to make him sound even weirder than he is. Exactly. Um, I, I, to which I, I say to anyone who says that Big Bang Theory is a good show, you want to watch an actual good show that makes them. quirky references and you know has a character who's really weird but funny, Absolutely. watch Community. Thank you. Thank you, son. How people watch – don't watch Community and watch Big Bang Theory is, blows my mind. I just don't get it. Even though, even with season four not being you as good answered, as the others. You already yeah. answered your own question because yeah. Big Bang Theory is following a garbage – formula that's dumbed down for the idiot masses yeah for the most part and the fact that the community gets slept on and it's it's far, by far the more superior show is is a sad state of affairs but people will discover that show in retrospect they already have for the most part and i um i, I just hope that big bang theory comes to an end soon because it's not funny <laughs> well it's one of the top rated sitcoms so it's yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be ending anytime soon so yeah. screw that show it's a piece of garbage and i am just sick to death people think oh you like sci-fi and all these you should watch the big bang theory no i shouldn't <laughs> how much and is stop, how much of the show did you watch i'm just curious stop trying to tell me that i should watch this but I mean, how much how much have you seen of the show just like one episode a couple, couple episodes, a couple yeah. episodes. so your tolerance was like real low <laughs> Well, because you can spot the formula right away. I've, yeah. I watched a couple of seasons of Two and a Half Men, and mm-hmm. you can see the formula apparent from the first minute. Mm-hmm. And the formula that they lay down for Big Bang is just there every episode. I've watched maybe, I don't know, God damn. dozen at most, and listened to some in the background. And it's just the same garbage. You can just predict how every episode's going to go because it's always the exact same elements. I wish I only watched a handful myself. So, so screw that show. Nice. Hey, Chris, I was wondering, yes. should I watch The Big Bang Theory, you think? <laughs> I think it's a good show. Yes, yes, you should. It's a wonderful show. <laughs> Season pass it, son. Oh, and I have, I have one more, and we, don't, we can just not close, we can close it off on this. Walking oh. Dead. Oh, Next damn. question. Damn. There you go. And uh, Silver August adds, the question came to mind because I've recently began watching Double O for the first time since it's now up for free on the official Gundam Info Mm -hmm. YouTube channel. Now, I've seen Saji and Louise in the openings, but I had no idea how absolutely useless they were. As of now, I'm only up to episode 17. But so far, all I've seen is Louise be whiny, childish, and annoyed by her cougar mom. Mm -hmm. While Saji seems like a top candidate for Sobro's man, and I'd love to know how he got a girl as good-looking as Louise, as well as figure out what her and her mom both seeing him what is currently to me this bowl of room temperature mashed potatoes 
update. I finished season one. Me and my big mouth call them useless, and the next episode, stuff finally happens to them that ties into the actual plot. Ah, well, the question still feels relevant. Well, I like room temperature mashed potatoes. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that Mr. Silver August says he seems like a candidate for Soul Bros, man. This is Genesis. <laughs> this is of the Soul original Bros, Soul Bros, man. man. And Mr. Silver August, I think you should go into the Gundam archive, the Gundam archive, and listen to our season one reviews of Gundam Double O. And oh, my man, I, I, I keep it on that Saji Crossroad. He's going to be doing something. He's <laughs> got, he's going to be, I got a feeling he's going to end up getting his own Gundam and save the world. Oh, my God. Why? Yes. Uh, it, that was so, like episode four, five, or six. Yes. Somewhere in there, if you go back and yep. listen, you'll, you'll hear me yep. put insert foot into mouth as, yeah. as I, as, as now as a tradition on this show. And then interestingly, come back, come back to the, the mailbag after you listen to those. Interestingly, <laughs> interestingly I think that room temperature mashed mashed potatoes is an apt description for pretty much every soul bros man there is sweet now now we have now we have a visual representation yes <laughs> nice there you go i wish we were a video podcast just have a bowl of mashed potatoes sitting next to soul bro <laughs> as you can see one of soul bros men has come to join us for today how you doing this is uh luca from uh macross frontier how are you doing today <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, Outstanding. Uh, this next question is Tomeworthy from EA Net Dude, who says, I just saw Oblivion. Fantastic movie, in my opinion. The film features the use of drone technology for reconnaissance and eliminating threats. What does the Gundam crew, especially Neo, think of how this tech was utilized in the film? To me, I've always laughed at Neo for being so paranoid of robots turning against us. After seeing this film, I am a convert. I'm terrified of those white death balls. As you should be. <laughs> well, I haven't seen this movie, I but anything that's talking about robots coming after humans and humans having to fight back, yeah, this is what's going to happen. All these people that think, oh, zombie apocalypse and all that stuff. No, 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 no. It's going to be robots. It's going to be Roombas. It's going to be everything coming after us. Roombas? Yes, we've seen the different versions of Roomba can do, chainsaws and axes and stuff like that. It's very terrifying stuff. I mean, in, a, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. this could freaking happen. I mean, because we have scientists that are like, oh, we can use artificial intelligence and we can make them do this stuff. But we'll give them a set of rules where they don't turn against humans. How many times, how many movies, how many TV shows has this happened where it's like, we thought we had this, but yet they turned against us? What are you? Why? We don't need this. (laughs) Be like the Admiral. Don't network anything. Nothing in my house is networked because I don't want my tablet speaking to my laptop, speaking to my TV. I don't need this because they may come after me. And if I bring a Roomba in this because I want somebody to do my my uh, my vacuuming, they -hmm. might talk to him. And then at night he might come up and suck me in, suck my skin off or something like this. This is bad, bad stuff. (laughs) And I need to see this uh, oblivion to see because if it's Tome... it may have to go through the vetting process, but if it's it's tomes worthy, it will be tomes worthy. Oh, it is uh, by all means, it's tomes worthy. And what totally are these little oh god white death balls? Are the are these worse you'll, than the bugs? You can't, you'll, can't tell you. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't know. really go into detail. Would, would ruin a lot of the. Um, yeah, that's fine. The, plot of the movie, but you'll see it in the opening in the first act. You'll see exactly what they're capable but, of. So that's fine. That's fine. Good stuff. Good scare stuff. that keep me can keep me scared and paranoid. That's fine. Yeah, I'll yeah. be the one that saves humanity. It'll keep, it'll right. put you in the fetal position. <laughs> uh, make bad. There you go. 
And our final questions come from Proteus. Mm. Says, number one, Neo. Uh-oh. If Stryker from Gargantia decided to dump the entire cast of Age into the ocean instead, what will you do? We know Chris and Silver will be the first in line to submit to Her Highness and worship Stryker somehow, but what about you? Will you feel conflicted? Will you support Stryker? Stryker was the uh, the one that went crazy, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, still got to, I, I mean, I would give it a, uh, a thumbs up for dumping the entire cast of Age in the ocean, but still, <laughs> I can't. I can't support because it might be just a way of getting a false sense of uh, complacency over me while it comes over and, and burns my face off. So no, I'm not going to be conflicted. I will always go against the robot overlords and the robot menace. All right. Number two, <laughs> if Stryker, Hal, GLaDOS, and Shodan decided to team up, can the Neos anti-robo-defense squad counter it, or are we doomed? Yes, we can. We can do anything that we have. We, we have many, many things that are beyond, that are uh, within our uh, reaches of defeating the robot menace aided by the tomes but then we have other uh other weapon systems and uh things like that so that are classified there you go number three will there be a new anime toilet segment oh that's a yeah will there be <laughs> god can 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 you guys think of something that's so bad that is mecha related that we need to sit down and review like not top uh, of my head oh my god i'm sure there's something I'm sure there is. We just have to uh, come across it and all decide upon doing it, and, and hopefully our eyes don't melt out of our heads. That's that's, that's the we, worst part about it. <laughs> can we retcon age? Oh! <laughs> the, last, the last half, the second half of the age. It did descend into the toilet. <laughs> that flushes sound you hear. And last question, Solbro. Mm-hmm. Any follow up on your Zone of the Enders playthrough? I'm glad they brought that up. Um, I actually plan on uh, jumping back into it before the month is out. So, um, what is it? today's date? Is the 16th? Um, sometime within the two weeks, I'm going to get 16th. back into the game. Oh. Yeah. So, um, uh, sometime before the month is out, I'll be I'll be having another uh, continuation of the playthrough. So, be on the lookout for that on Twitch.tv/level underscore nine. That's nine spelled out N I N E. Or nine. <laughs> Or check out the archives at uh, youtube.com slash Gundam M-A-H-Q. So be on the lookout for that. Also, if you haven't known, um, uh, a couple of ep- uh, weeks ago, um, uh, some friends of mine, uh, Ed the Crimson and uh, the Seraph came over and we played Gundam uh, EX Versus, um, our Gundam Extreme Versus. And uh, we put up a bunch of videos from that. So you can head, over, head on over to the YouTube channel for Gundam at MHQ and check that out too. And um, more gaming is coming up. I'm actually trying to get something organized with the members of MHQ uh, Facebook group to do a, a big tournament for um, Gundam Extreme Versus as soon as I get the game. So be on the lookout for more details of that as time goes along. And what's uh, what's out. the grand prize of this tournament? Not really. I mean, we're mashed potatoes. Mash, well, lukewarm mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> no room temperature, room, not lukewarm. Room, room, temperature, room temperature, room temperature, mass, but mashed potatoes, <laughs> car, shaped in the shaped in the visage of Saji Crossroad. <laughs> there you go, mashed potato sculpture. Oh, mashed potato sculpture, yeah. But we're, we're gonna do one tournament just for just just for bragging rights, and then maybe we can get some prizes. Uh, See, I later picture on. this: if if we can ever get to a point where somebody would give us some money, or we could get some money to do like a live thing like this, yeah. I would like to have it set up as Iron Chef style, where you walk in and then you have to play. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'll be Chairman Kaga with some <laughs> crazy outfit mm-hmm. and, and then the dismissing the other person. And then the person that wins gets the love and adoration of all those around. There you go. And you'll, you'll bite into the green pepper. Oh, of course. 
course. Which makes no sense because it's a fighting game tournament, but whatever. Exactly. Why not? Why not? Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are some things that are coming up, um, hopefully before the end of the year. I, I got to get my hands on a copy of the game, but uh, once I do, I've got the means to stream it. And I've got a bunch of people who are willing to help organize it that are already on that group. So I'm looking forward to getting that all started <laughs> and hopefully have it grow, come into something uh, sometime in the, in the future. So back well, to you, Chris. There. There you have it, and that will wrap up the mailbag, so please be sure to drop those questions either on the MechaTalk thread or on our Google Voice line 305-792-8324. So I will turn it back to you, Solbro. All right. Well, before we close out this episode, fellas, any, uh, anything you guys wanted to point out or anything you guys wanted to um, bring up before we uh, head home? Don't trust robots. There you go. That's, that's, that's Neo. Chris? All right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I just I wanted to uh, thank everybody who uh, uh, who who listened to this episode today, and also um, shoutouts. Uh, Volume three of Gun and the Origin came out, so I wanted to give uh, a few shoutouts to those who actually picked up the book and posted pictures of it on Facebook and on um, Twitter. And these are the the folks that took time to uh, show me that they picked up the vo- the volume. First, we have the Twitter members of the Gundam Book Club, and we kick it off with Kyle who's also known at Highest Metal on Twitter. We also have Rod, who is aptly named at Furious Rodimus. Also, we've got Joe, who's got an awesome name of at Joe's Gunpla. Next, we have Ben, who's at Archetype Saber. Next, we have Vincent, at AGC, who I believe submitted a question just recently on Gundam at MAHQ, and I also believe he's a panel director at Anime Next, one of the conventions that's held around the country. Shoutouts to you, sir. We've got Jonathan, who's also known as at Objection01, and he wrote on Twitter, I started reading this because of your podcast. Well, I'm honored, sir. Thank you for supporting Gundam The Origin, and I hope you keep on doing so. We've got Patrick, who also posted on the Facebook group, and on Twitter he's known as PW. G-U-I-N-T-O I think that's maybe pronounced Guinto I'm probably messing his name up I'm sorry Patrick but uh, thank you for picking up Gundam The Origin as well following Patrick is Osk which spelled O-S-C-K and he's known on Twitter at Plutonic Mess oh man it's Nino Nino's next and I believe Nino met up with uh, both Neo and Dalo Relance for the uh, Pacific Rim uh, get together over in California Southern California when they got together to go see that shout out to you sir and you can find him on Twitter at Tired Fedora word to Daniel who on Twitter is known as Daniel Sturtle probably his whole name uh, he picked up the book as well also a longtime listener of the show Video Dragon who's also known as Carson he picked up the book and thank you sir I talk to Video Dragon all the time he's always cool people and of course my favorite witty guy who's always checking out Shinjuku Station streams that's right, it's Sean, also known as Tsunami, or Shinami. I, I've probably been saying his name wrong the entire time, but shout-outs to him. He accidentally picked up two copies of Gundam The Origin Volume 3, so he's looking to sell one. So if you want to pick up one of those copies, if you haven't picked one up yet, and you're looking to pick up one pretty much brand new that Sean picked up, uh, hit him up on Twitter, at Shinami, or Tsunami. On Twitter, it's S-E-A-N. A-M-I. Over on Facebook, we've got these cats that also picked up the book. Daniel Mason, who recently joined us on an episode of Barbecue Night, which you can find at youtube.com slash Shinjuku Station. On the Facebook group for MAHQ, he's also one of the uh, avid model builders. So he's, he's the model citizen, as I like to call him. <laughs> Props to him. 
for um, picking up the book. Aaron Christ also picked up the book, and he was proud to show it off. I think he actually picked up all three of the books at the same time, man, as well as some other mecha-related paraphernalia. So um, shout-outs to you, sir. One of the people that I know best, Nick the Stampede. He, he went ahead and picked up uh, Volume 3. The Xavier Baptiste. I don't know if I'm ever saying his name right, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Props to him for picking up the book, too. He's been a long-time listener as well, and he's very prolific on the Facebook group. Adam Ankra, who's been a long-time listener also, and very prolific on the Facebook group. If I remember, his uh, nickname is uh, Setsuna F. Black, or uh, something along the lines of that. But he's always been cool, and I've had many run-ins runs with him online. He's always been awesome. Um, you guys know this name all too well. Jeff Batchelor, also known as Jabman025. He's got a YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash Jabman025, you can definitely check out all his model reviews on the different uh, uh, models that he's putting together, especially uh, Mecha models. He's awesome. Uh, definitely don't sleep on him. And he's the one, the lone Destiny Defender. <laughs> it's a tough life, I'm sure. Adam Walton, has, well, I picked up the book as well. Uh, word to you, sir. I'm glad to see that... Uh, all sorts of people are picking up this book, and I hope you guys continue to do so. And last but not least, the Philly Gundam fan himself, Rob Mallard. He writes, you done gone goofed, <laughs> as he shows off his picture of the book. Uh, many thanks to everyone that went out there to pick up Volume 3 of Gundam The Origin, and I'll see you guys again when Volume 4 rolls around. Also, it's been a while since we've done this, but as a bonus, I wanted to also give a shout-out to two people who gave us reviews on our iTunes page. Many thanks go out to Ed Gretsch and Robo Lizard for leaving us reviews. And um, if you haven't done so, over on our iTunes page, you can definitely leave us a review as well. And many thanks to those that do. On a future episode, we'll give you guys a shout out as well. Also, definitely check out these websites when you have time. Head on over to where the magic happens. MAHQ.net. Visit there for reviews of many mecha-related animes and manga series. Also, join the conversation at MAHQ's official forums at mechatalk.net where you can find forums for this show and other MAHQ and Shinjuku Station podcasts. There you can comment on the thread for this episode or others and submit questions for future podcasts. If you're looking for previous episodes of Gundam at MAHQ, look no further than Gundam.net, where you can also find information on all of our previous episodes. Also find us on iTunes by using the keyword Gundam and make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. After listening to our show, your next stop should be Chaos Theater, MAHQ's podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom outside of Mecca. Hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ, Gundam's own Chris Guanche, and the pedal bear of the South, Tomopop's own Pedro Cortez. You can tune into the show at chaostheater.blogspot.com and on iTunes by searching for Chaos Theater. Don't forget that we're also on YouTube, where you can not only find our previous episodes, but extra content as well. Subscribe to these channels when you have time. YouTube.com slash Gundam MAHQ. YouTube.com slash Chaos Theater MAHQ. YouTube.com slash Fighters Ready. YouTube.com slash Shin Station Fight Tube. And YouTube.com slash Shinjuku Station. Last but not least, make a beeline to Shinjuku Station's home for live streaming. That's tinyurl.com slash Shin Station. Every week we stream live with anime commentaries like Shoji Ramaro's Anime Movie Night 
and live podcasts like our new show, Barbecue Night. Don't sleep. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash shinstation and follow us to keep up with all our future live streams as well as archives of our most recent sessions. And that's it for Gundam at MAHQ. We'll see you guys next time. Yes, look at you. There could be no doubt you're Artesia, all right. Do you remember me? My name is Rombaral, the son of Jimbaral, who served in the revolution under your father, Zeon Daikun. <gasps> well, if I am Artesia, stop pointing that gun at me. But why are you aboard a Federation vessel? <gasps> Sailor, stand back! Ah! Careless. <clears throat> no! Gundam. He's in my way again. You have fought splendidly, but now you'll see the ultimate fate that awaits true warriors. At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. Good evening. Tonight's top story is crack. I understand we have some crack and we're going to smoke it right here in the studio. Oh, whoa, whoa. You feel that right away. Oh. It's just refreshing. Mr. Burgundy, you are the worst anchor man I have ever seen. Aren't you the guy who lost his job to his wife? Tonight, I interview Yasser Arafat. Why do we have to tell the people what they need to hear? Why can't the news be fun? Yay! While some experts say silicone breast implants are dangerous, I say, bring on the fun bags. Our ratings went through the roof. Turn it off! You're a success! You're not black or Asian. What are you? I'm gay. Do you sleep in a coffin? No, that's vampires. Are you allowed to be out in the sun? Those are also vampires. Are you a vampire? No, I'm gay.